With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're so close to election day. Very close. Less than a week. And then everyone's going to go out and cast their ballots. And uh, then we're going to wait a couple days for them to count the votes and then figure out what happened. Because everyone's going to get really mad, I imagine. But uh, I think everyone will get mad to a certain degree because... A lot of people on the right are going to be mad it's taking so long to count votes in certain states. And the left is going to be mad because all the projections right now show that it's not just going to be a red wave. It's going to be a red great flood. Tsunami doesn't doesn't really get to how crazy it's supposed to be based on these projections. But I'll tell you, don't count all your chickens before they hatch. You never know what's going to happen. But right now, the big news is that Joe Biden has been campaigning in safe blue districts. And you have to wonder why that is. It's because their internal polling is likely so bad they know they're going to lose in places they should not be losing. Joe Biden went to Miami-Dade. He went to Miami. I mean, this is an urban center. This is a city, historically blue. A day later, Republicans are leading in early voting. That's amazing. They're even saying DeSantis might win Miami. That's how bad it is. Now he's going to like New Mexico, desperately trying to convince people that should be Democrats to vote for him. And why? Well, Tudor Dixon was debating in uh, Michigan. She brought up a story of a guy who said that these sexualized books in schools made him angry and the Democrats wouldn't explain to him what was going on. So he's voting Republican. He wants it to stop. Colbert goes on his show and says, that happened. Yeah, right. Never happened. Didn't even Google search it. The Democrats don't care about the issues that are actually affecting voters. They don't care about gas prices. So this is where we end up with tremendous polling. Well, Joe Biden went out and gave a speech the other day where he basically said, if Republicans win, it's the end of democracy. MSNBC had a similar segment where this guy was like, who knows if journalists will even be legal after Republicans win? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's talk about all this stuff. Before we get started, my friends, head over to losingmymind.com. I cannot believe we actually got that URL. It's I, I searched for it. It was there. But this is the link to the new song coming out tomorrow morning. So if you're listening to this show, Friday or later. The song is up. Go to losingmymind.com to listen to the new song by Timcast Genocide. You're going to really love the YouTube video. Um, I was told that it's probably going to be controversial. And we, uh, the whole thing, let's just say it's intended to piss off the people that should be insulted and critiqued. And, and, and yeah, I'll just, I don't want to, I don't want to give it all away, but uh, you can see, you know what, I'll say this from the, the album, the song art, you can clearly see it's uh, meant to mock news broadcasting. So you're really going to love it. So again, losingmymind.com. Don't forget to also go to timcast.com. Become a member to support our work directly. We're going to have a members-only show coming up for you at about 11 p.m. tonight. Go to timcast.com, smash that join us button, and then uh, share the show with your friends. Smash the like button as well. Joining us to talk about this and so much more is Danielle D'Souza Gill. Thanks for having me, Tim. And friends, Luke, Ian, this has been fun. I got to see Tim pool, play some pool. So that was really great. So I'm glad to be here. 
Absolutely. Who are you? You want to introduce yourself? Oh, yes. Um, so, yeah, I'm an author. I do a show called Counterculture on Epic Times, which I really like. Um, I tell young people that we have to be the counterculture to the left's insanity. Um, I've written two books, one on God, one on abortion, um, where I make pro-life arguments, countering pro-choice arguments, talk about how young people have been very lost, should seek relationship with God, talk about some um, faith, reason, science, things like that. Um, I was on the Women for Trump campaign, really liked that. I'm very excited for Trump to make a big comeback. So um, those are kind of the main things. Right on. Thanks for joining us. should be fun. Thank you. We also have the super freedom fighter. Damn right. Uh, it was only a few months ago when the corporate media was telling everyone and fear-mongering about super spreader events. So we decided to make our own version of that fear-mongering campaign and make shirts that say Freedom Super Spreaders, which is represented here on my t-shirt. It's a great way to start conversations. And by getting the shirt, you predominantly support me being here. You could get the shirt on thebestpoliticalshirts.com because you do. I'm here. Thanks for having me. Uh, hello, everyone. Ian Crossland here. Danielle, happy to see you. Thanks for coming. You too. I'm looking forward. Maybe we can dig into your book on God a little bit. Maybe yeah, that'll be great. In the, in the show, we we're talking about it before the before the show started a little bit. Sounds pretty interesting. Ooh. Talking about blending science and religion. I like that idea. Ooh. Okay. Uh, and Maybe you can we'll get into me. a heated debate. Yes, let's roll. What's happening, Serge? Hey, and I'm uh, Serge. Your mic's off. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I left it off. I was opening my drink. I'm Serge.com. Nice to see you guys. Cheers. Let's enjoy the show. All right. Here's the big news, ladies and gentlemen. In a tweet from Kaylee McEnany. Looks like Biden's visit to Florida had an inverse effect. Quote, the number of Republicans voting in Miami-Dade County, a historically blue stronghold, surpassed Democrats on Wednesday, just one day after President Joe Biden visited the county to campaign. I got to be honest, it really does sound like Biden showed up and they all were like, you want us to vote for what? Nah, 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 nah not happening. Here's where it gets crazy. The data shows that Republicans are leading in the early vote. Now, that's crazy because the early vote's always Democrat. Right now in Miami-Dade, early voting numbers, 27% Republican, 21% Democrat. That means come election day, Miami-Dade County, a blue city, historically Democrat stronghold, may actually vote Republican. They may vote for Ron DeSantis. This is massive. So when everyone keeps saying red wave, I'm like, okay, it's a dire sign, they say, for the Democrats. It sounds really, really great, but ain't nothing going to happen unless you go out and vote and get your friends to go vote. And I'll put it this way. If you think you're going to win, so you ain't got to do anything, you will lose. Hands down, it'll happen. But if you rally everybody you know and you go vote, you could possibly win in such a tremendous way. The defeat would be so crushing that no one would dare run under the Democrat ticket ever again because their policies are insane. Or at the very least, there would need to be a very hard reformation. And we'd see the next two years of Democrats begging for forgiveness because the policies they're proposing are just, they're just nuts. Republicans, at the very least, are talking about gas prices. So what do you think's going on? How do you feel about this Miami stuff? You're a Florida guy, right? I, I love Florida. I spend a lot of time in Miami. There's also a lot of Cubans there. Uh, a lot of Cubans like myself who just came from communist regimes and Cubans understand. Like you? Uh, you know, yeah, Cubans like me who went through a communist regime. Right? Oh, I see. What there you were see. commas in that sentence. Yeah, yeah right. There were commas. <laughs> that doesn't matter. Uh, but 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 a lot of people there realize, you know, especially through the lockdowns, especially with how Florida handled COVID, that. 
you know, you have to, of course, represent larger ideas that represent you. And it's it's pretty clear that there was a party that wants more lockdowns, that wants more restrictions, that wants more taxes. And financially, I think we're, let's just be honest here, in a bit of a pickle. I think a lot of people in Miami realize that. It is fast. It is booming. There's a lot of things going on. But at the same time, it is a major city. And I think a lot of people are also feeling the havoc of the major failed policies by the Biden administration in Miami. That's crazy. Yeah. I feel like if I was a liberal who was running, I wouldn't want Biden to come down to campaign with me because Biden's been so bad. He's been such a failure. I think most people, not just in Florida, but all over the country are probably like, oh, my gosh, everything was great under Trump. And now everything's horrible under Biden. So if I was a Democrat running, I would say, here's what I'm going to do different, maybe from both. Maybe this is like a new idea. Have a new plan. Don't associate yourself with Biden. Just do your separate campaigns. You're right. There have been many Democrats who have told them, do not send Joe Biden here. Like, we can maybe win if he doesn't show up. And then he shows up to Miami and look what happens. A day later, Republicans overtake Democrats. I got, I got to say, I'm willing to bet people went out, saw him, and then went, no way, not happening. And then immediately went, we're like, I'm voting Republican. Were there poll numbers before his speech? Or oh, yeah. I mean, these are early vote numbers. That's what ABC is reporting. Before he came... Democrats were leading in the early vote. After he comes a day later, Republicans jump up. There's that like, you know, there's that reality of like being in the presence of a rock star when you go to a show, when you're actually there near them, you start to vibe, you like feel it and you start to get into it because you're in the presence of, I imagine it works in the opposite direction as well. When you have someone like Joe Biden, who is maybe has anti-charisma, I don't know. I don't, right. I don't and it's hate like him. Trump, whenever he endorses candidates, they are immediately the person who gets a nomination. He helps them win. Whereas Biden, he goes towards a candidate. They're like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, now my campaign is ruined. Please don't associate with me. And then plus, it's like if you think about it, when Trump ran in 2016, then he runs in 2020. His 2020 slogans were like, oh, look, here are all the great things that happened since then. Let's have more greatness, more winning. We're never tired of winning. But with Biden, it's like you can't say that because things have been so bad. So you basically have to say, um, well, I guess no real message like, oh, Ukraine's the problem. This is the problem. We can't really have any excuse here. We did have a little success, but like not really. So there's no real message of what they're going to do. There is. MAGA Republicans are bad. MAGA Republicans are evil. That's what Joe Biden did the other night. He's like, you know, these 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 violence violence got to stop. And he's, he's saying all this nonsense about election deniers. And I'm like, dude, I'm glad he came out and said all that stuff about how election denying is wrong, because when the Republicans win in a red great flood come, the, you know, we'll get all the results in on the ninth or whatever. Then we can tell all of the Democrats who are whining and crying about it. Hey, hey, no election denying. You know, Biden says so. Bi- Bi- hey, hey, Biden said no election denying. And then what are they going to say? They're going to they're still going to deny it. Yeah. Well, Stacey Abrams, she's going to, of course, come out crying. She's already she was the first election denier. She was the one who said it was stolen last time. So I don't know what her plan is, because I think she's going to lose this time. So she's probably going to say it was stolen again. Which one does she say was stolen? Like she runs for governor of Georgia. It is Ryan here. And I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. She, the polling is showing that she's going to lose. 
And last time she ran, she also lost, but kept saying it was stolen. Well, the Atlantic called her a superstar loser. I'm, I'm really impressed the Atlantic said this. Democrats keep falling for superstar losers. There's never been a better time to lose an election. Okay, I'm just going to point out that when the Atlantic is calling your candidates losers before the election, I I have to wonder, is this like the media is conspiring to make Republicans think they're going to win so that they don't turn out or something? Because turnout's already really good for Republicans. But maybe this is what I was just saying. If every single person who is independent and just hates the Democrats, sick of their BS and their policies, and every single conservative went out and voted and voted against Democrats, be it Republican or whatever, the Democrats would lose so horribly that they would be forced to reflect all these big packs. They'd come in, they'd be like, why are we losing? And then someone's going to be like, I don't know, maybe it was the child sex changes and the $8 gas. And they'll go, okay. And they're going to have to have a reckoning and it's going to force them to course correct and get off of this garbage. So you're saying the Dylan Mulvaney endorsement is not going to help them? I'm pretty sure that something like that actually hurt them substantially. And that's why Colbert came out and lied about that guy's story. So it was a guy from Dearborn, Michigan, who told Tudor Dixon that when he saw the explicit books in the kid's school, he got really angry and the Democrats ignore it or, or support it. So he's voting Republican. And then Colbert is like, never happened. She made it up. That's, that's a fake story. Because he knows that if Amer- the American people actually knew about books like this one that Ian's got right here, genderqueer, yeah. they, 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 they'd freak out. And the only reason parents did freak out is because of the, the, with the lockdown, all the parents were watching their kids in Zoom class, hearing the teacher talk about this stuff and pull these books. Yeah, we saw what happened in Loudoun County, not far away from here, that even threatened and scared the, the FBI to the point where they said that they're going to be sending resources to investigate parents that show up at teacher-parent conferences. I mean, this is the absurdity of this administration. Obviously, they have had failed policy after failed policy after failed policies, but these are not failed policies. These are policies that I think a lot of people are rushing through through the dead vessel that is the Biden puppet administration. And when you look at these these policies, they're not popular. They screw everyone over. No one likes them. But at the end of the day, they do serve a purpose. And there are a lot of corporations, a lot of big banks that are benefiting off of them. But everyone else is screwed. Now, if only, you know, the Taliban, the drug traffickers and the Ukrainian government could vote, maybe then we would have a totally different political perspective. But uh, we, we don't have that here in the United States. We have a pushback against what I see is the Great Reset. I just want to read this one super chat. I am says red wave is such a generic term. I've decree, I decree it to be called the scarlet surge. That's pretty good. The crimson crush. Yes. I, know. I, I think it's dangerous to vote against people in general, like saying this administration's so bad that I will vote for the other thing, because I think that's what happened with the Nazis is it was so bad after World War One that people just wanted something different. So they grabbed the, not, the most charismatic different one, the Nazi guy. I, I, I agree to a certain extent. I really don't like the idea of voting against Democrats or like voting ag- against a politician. And so, you know, I sympathize with what Dave Smith was saying that, you know, you, you can't keep voting for the, for the lesser of two evils. But my view right now is like we're in the midterms. We're, we're not voting for a president. We're looking at our, our congressional candidates and local representatives they like these are people that you can go and talk to the local level. These are not the lesser of two evils often. Yeah, sometimes. Well, but, but, the, but there's only a few populist candidates. There, there, there's some that represented the will of the people. But uh, the other Republicans are like, 
I'll just do what the Democrats are doing, but just 10 years from now. But that's why the yeah. primaries were so important. Yeah. Sorry, but, I cut but, you off. Oh, no, I was just going to say to disagree with you, Ian, that I think that that's also how we defeated Hitler, because we had to ally with Stalin, because Hitler was such a great threat. So sometimes you have to go with the lesser of two evils in order to take on the greater evil in the end. So I do feel like it's it's okay if Americans say, oh, my gosh, my life sucks. Like, Biden is so bad. This, like, this economy is so bad. I can't keep living like this. To vote for someone new, because a lot of the new candidates they might not know them. They might say, I'm not sure if I agree with everything they say, but I know I agree with this and then try it and then, you know, see what happens in 2024. We just saw the libertarian candidate in Arizona drop out and endorse Masters. And so, you know, libertarians and conservatives have some overlap, but not a whole lot. And with the Mises Caucus now, there's some when it comes to like cultural issues. So this is actually kind of a big deal. I remember I was, uh, I can't remember who told me this. Like, there, was, there was some Republicans who were saying that conservatives in like 2018, they were like, or they're saying uh, some conservatives said libertarians need to just, you know, sit down and vote Republican. And then I'm just thinking like, dude, libertarians don't like your policies. Like they, they're not you in a different party. They, they genuinely don't. But now the threat from Democrats is so great to actually see the libertarian be like, you know, actually, I'd, I would rather have this guy because he at least has some advancement in the cause of freedom, as at least relative to the Democrats who are authoritarian cultists. Well, there is some overlap, right? It's not like it's just black and white here, because when it comes to the Second Amendment, when it comes to the right. First Amendment, when it comes to the populist individuals coming forward representing those ideas in the battlefield of ideas yes they absolutely do do deserve support and there are a lot of neoconservatives a lot of back crazy ish insane individuals inside of the republican party that are way worse than some of the staunchest liberals in our party establishment that do create massive amount of damage to our current way of life to our freedoms and those individuals do need to be called out so a lot of the libertarians are kind of taking their popcorn and watching this larger fight unfold within the republican party i, I want to dive into this Atlantic story a little bit. Democrats keep falling for superstar losers. There's never been a better time to lose an election. They're going to mention in the early 2000s, the Japanese racehorse Haru Urara became something of an international celebrity, not because of her prowess on the track, just the opposite. Haru had never won a race. She was famous for not winning, but for losing. And the longer her losing stretch, uh, her streak stretched, the more famous she grew. She finished her career with a perversely pristine record, zero wins, 113 losses. American politics doesn't have anyone quite like Haru Urara, but it does have Beto O'Rourke and Stacey Abrams. The two Democrats are among the country's best known political figures, better known than almost any sitting governor or U.S. senator. And they have become so well known not by winning big elections, but by losing them. That right there, I have to just seriously name a Democrat governor. The average person, if you if you said who's Beto O'Rourke, they're like, oh yeah, I've heard of Beto, I've heard of Stacey Abrams. It's like, yeah, they lost. They're they they're losers, and I don't mean that in the insult in in the, in the pejorative. I mean quite literally, they lose. And the Democrats prop them up, have them on TV shows, cheer for them, and celebrate them when they can't win. Yeah. Now, I don't know. Look, maybe maybe <laughs> I really doubt they're going to win, but let them try. You know, we'll see. But there's which more. 
And then that crazy Richie looking uh, sociopath guy from California. Yeah, yeah. You know? Gavin what, what do you think about those guys? Yeah, Mr. yeah I mean, the left was so obsessed with Beto O'Rourke putting him on the cover of magazines, acting like he's a Ronald Reagan figure. Everyone's going to back him, you know, 49 out of 50 states type of popularity. He keeps losing. Stacey Abrams, they acted like she was, you know, this great queen. She kept showing up. And like, even on when she went on The View, everyone acted like she was the greatest person to ever grace their presence. And it's like, at this point, they're not going to win their election. They probably will end up, though, getting some kind of show or ending up on CNN or The View or MSNBC because they're kind of just celebrities now, but they're not going to be politicians. I just this article is so brutal. Never before has such small scale loser dumb so often been sufficient to achieve such large scale stardom. Apart from Abrams and O'Rourke, there have also been other examples in recent years. Jamie Harrison made an unsuccessful bid for the DNC chairmanship. Then an unsuccessful bid to unseat Lindsey Graham. Then a second bid, blah, blah, blah. MJ, MJ Hager and a Texas Democrat lost a close house race. I just, wow. The Atlantic's pissed. I'm willing to bet that right now, with the polls that are coming out and the projections of Republicans winning 54 Senate seats, there are establishment Democrat activists who are fuming. Like, what? is wrong with the DNC that they cannot win elections. They prop up losers. Their policies are insane. It's supposed to be the progressive liberal party, but I haven't seen real progressive measures proposed like fusion power. I, you know, real progress for humanity. I'm talking about not like sending people too grand. You need like, we need to be recovering the carbon from the atmosphere, making graphene, new industry, all these real progress movements. That's the demo. That's supposed to be the liberal part of the puzzle that pushes for the new things. And they haven't. They I haven't seen it. Trump won the first race he ever ran, right? That he, he, the first thing he ever ran for was president and he wins. No, no, no. He ran a bunch of times for Did the he? presidency and then Oh, he lost. ran the reform party. That's right. Uh, no, no. He was at CPAC a bunch of times, lost uh, a couple times as well. Running in the, primaries. In the primaries? Yeah, yeah. I, I believe so. You sure? Yeah. I remember Fact seeing him it. at CPAC Hold a couple years ago. I don't think he ran in yeah, the I don't primaries. Think so. I me, think he had like maybe teased and passed like, oh, maybe one day I'll run yeah. for president um, because people had asked him that for years. And like, I think, didn't he do it also in the 90s as well? Him. No, I think I, I think, think that he was he was going to run for the reform party and then didn't. Or something like that yeah, in 2000. He Here's yeah. a timeline history of politics. Hold on, I'm going to read to this and then get back yeah. to you guys. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I think that the left has this view of like what a perfect candidate is. And they're like, oh, Stacey Abrams is perfect. Like she's a super educated black woman. She's massive. Like that's okay. Hey, they whoa, look whoa. At, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Might need to be censored on YouTube. But no, then someone like she's Beto, massive, they're know. like, oh my gosh, he's great. This is what the new Texan is. Like maybe if you're from Austin, this is like the new Texan who doesn't want any of their weapons anymore. And it's like no one actually supports people like that. Even like you were saying, maybe what do liberals want? It's like they're not going to vote for people like them. They'd probably prefer a candidate like you were saying, maybe like a Bernie Sanders or someone who's going to be more uh, more leftist in, in actions or something. But these people, I mean, they're just like swamp creatures. They just want to be kind of famous TV personalities. Yeah, I thought Obama. And, and Donald Trump, uh, the famous TV personality, was talking about running uh, for president all the way back until 1987. He did run under the Reform Party in 2000. He teased it again in 2003. He was in the polls in 2011, but then decided not to run. 2012, he endorsed Romney. And Blech. 2013, um, he formed a presidential exploratory committee. And then So he, he did actually run for the Reform Party? Yes, in 2000. Oh, okay. I thought, well, there you go. Um, 
Obama was so charming and like well loved and just like he's very empathic. He felt like he had good relationships with his daughters. His wife loves him. It seemed like a pretty genuine. I don't like how he got co-opted by the military industrial complex, went down that path. But people in the Democratic Party now are mimicking him. They're trying to identity politics. They want someone with his skin color, someone with his clothing type. Like Beto wears the same similar clothes as Obama. He has that button up that he tucks in. Yep. He even uh, does this when he talks with his hand. Then you got like Pete Buttigieg, who's like literally uh, sounds like Obama when he talks. And you're like, it's just like they studied Obama when they were younger, yeah. obviously. Yeah. And, and I think that's why Biden picked Kamala Harris. He was like, oh, when I was vice president, I ran with a black man. So I'll pick a black woman to run with me and then everything will be great. We'll be like a great dynamic duo. But of course, Kamala Harris is like the worst vice president we've ever had. She literally doesn't prepare for anything. She shows up to things to talk and then her her words just go in this loop and she doesn't actually say words, I, I, even though she has speech writers. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, it's really terrifying to see that Kamala Harris is the vice president, but it really is entertaining to watch her talk in circles like her brain doesn't work, but she's too young for that to be happening. <laughs> You know, what did she, she said something recently. I can't remember what it was, but she was, she said something about, I really love some, I can't remember the, the Venn diagrams, Venn diagrams. Yeah. That was it. I really love Venn diagrams. Just the circles. Don't you love it? Like what lady? What is going on? I, I think she made a 10 minute speech about that one. Uh, that one particular uh, topic. It's funny. And, yeah. It's like watching, you know, a comedy or something. She worked really hard though to get to the positions where she's at though. Yeah. Hey, Venn diagrams are pretty really cool. <laughs> but you got to think three-dimensionally, you know? You're not flat on a paper. Yeah, she was she was there with Willie Brown, you know, in San Francisco. Yeah. And, Dude, uh, you know, she... She, she wasn't she, thinking uh, about being just flat. She, she goofs she around. She's, she seems like she's afraid of saying the wrong thing, which I don't want someone that's afraid in leadership positions. I don't like it. Mm -hmm. And having them literally said... That, well, I believe it was literally said this. They want a woman of color in office. Like, they, they said, we need a person of color in office. Like... It's the, the dumbest prerequisite for someone in leadership authority. You need the best person, and then we'll figure out everything else. If they're that great, they're going to create a genre of people, you know, the people that want to be like them, people that are proud to be like them. But you need a great person to instill that. You can't just force it, in my opinion. You can't. Yeah, I think they were hoping she would be like the great successor to Biden. She would be the person who'd really bring in all of the charisma because Biden's so old, he's boring, and he was running as kind of like this middle-of-the-road person. Now, that's not what happened. He obviously hasn't been like that. But Kamala Harris was supposed to be like the really good politician. So it, it was actually really disappointing to see how how bad she really is, especially since she's our, our first woman vice president. Of course, they don't define what a woman is, so they don't believe in that word. But I believe in that word, and so it's sad. It's all they had. They had Tulsi Gabbard, but Tulsi wouldn't play ball. They were like, we can't. There's no, no women of color on stage. And Tulsi, Tulsi Gabbard standing there with skin darker than mine, like a Tul certain color, you know, of melanin, whatever the hell. Tulsi it. endorsed Biden, though. Mm -hmm. She played. Yeah, she, know, played she, uh, she played the game. But I mean, she had yep. off the bat. She she torched Kamala Harris on stage metaphorically. Yeah. Basically <laughs> ended her potential to become the president. If she ever had it. People called her the Kamala killer. Afterwards, yeah, after that right. one moment on during the, the presidential debates where she just went right at her. And and this was an issue that a lot of people knew about, but were afraid to talk about. She brought it out in the mainstream and there was no denying the bigger truth that she busted wide open on the main stage. And th that was incredible. So I give her full credit for that.
Yeah, but what makes me think they, they weren't really control her though. She she was she's anti-war. Yeah, yeah and, and she stood up for the for for actual individuals for, for who were screwed over by the system. Actual individuals who were, uh, you know, you know, messed up by Kamala's policies in some of the worst, most atrocious ways. And she stood up for those individuals and people that had no voice. So props to her. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They said we want a woman of color as Tulsi was standing on stage, you're like, there are no women of color on stage. And you're like, are, what? She's, I mean, I'm not saying she's African American, you know, she's like a uh, Pacific Islander, but it's, it's, it's nonsense. The person you, you, you vote for the person who's going to do the, do right by the people of this country, by the country, by its institutions and, uh, and, and weed out corruption in the be- in, in institutions when they go wrong. And so that could be, uh, it could be Tulsi Gabbard. It could be Pete, Pete Buttigieg. It could be whoever, but, um, and I mean that in a like identity sense, I actually don't think it could be Pete, Pete Buttigieg because I think he's corrupt. I think most of the Democrats are. And I think what we've seen over the past few years is that if you're paying attention to what's going on in politics, you'd be like, I cannot support Democrats. Like even for Tulsi, Gra- Tulsi Gabbard to have endorsed Biden, to me, it's kind of like, are you serious, dude? Like Tulsi is anti-war. She's anti-intervention. She knows Biden is a warmonger and she endorsed him. Maybe, you know, I guess 4D chess or something. I think she had TDS at the time. She was so upset and dislike of Trump. But she also I, had the option the of, of Bernie. But but we're hearing news reports that Bernie was so cold and mean to her and other people that she was wow. just like, screw it. I'm just going to go with, with Biden here. Hmm. Uh, but... Yeah. Well, if she's like an example of, let's say, like a, a left wing voter who's more center, then they're going to be voting for us now because she's Republican or at least she's she's left the Democrat Party. She's endorsing now. these MAGA candidates, oh, yeah. at least. And so it's like I think that the left is hoping they can push people to the brink, basically say, how much can we push you to where you're suffering and you still vote for us, but we just can't go off the edge. Well, it's like they went off the edge. And so. Even people who've run for president as a Democrat are now endorsing MAGA candidates. She also endorsed uh, Carrie Lake for governor. Yes, Tulsi yep. Gabbard did. Yeah, but yeah, she's originally. also you know CFR. So did you see the girl on the View referred to people of the political. We're we going to talk about that later tonight. We're gonna, we're gonna, we we'll, we'll pull that one up. Yeah, that, so gross, yeah. But I want to I want to I want to get to the hard politics here because we have this story from TimCast.com. Biden's speech. One final warning, according to White House Chief of Staff. In some cases, we won't know the winner of the election for a few days after the election, said Biden of midterm results. One final warning. That's what he says. The president decided a few days ago that it was important to uh, uh, issue one final warning on this issue to make very clear, to leave no doubt, uh, that we have people out there still peddling the big lie. People uh, uh, now raising the issue of election denial in this election. One final warning. Oh, yeah. Old Mean Joe's coming for you. If you say naughty words about him, what's the one final warning, a warning to Democrats that there's going to be people who reject the results or whatever? I don't understand how that makes sense, because Democrats rejected the elections in 2016, outright rejected it. And Stacey Abrams still does. So what, what's the warning? What's 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 the pitch in this speech by uh, Biden was basically saying 
The only way democracy survives is if Democrats retain power. Well, Pretty much. I mean, that, that's thing. essentially what he's saying that's here. It. If we lose, there's going to be something fishy going on. But, but if we win, you better not say something fishy going on. And, and again, this is just power trying to hold on to power. And they're losing it. They're losing. It's, it's just getting gripped out of their hands right now. Mm. And one final warning. I mean, that sounds like a threat. That's like what parents say to their children. Like, one last warning, and then I'm going to spank you. It's like, okay, like, basically, you're saying if we don't vote for you, we don't vote for your candidates, we're going to be punished, is kind of how it reads. Because it's like, well, why can't we evaluate the candidates in front of us and decide this is an election? But he's basically saying before the election even starts, we're already in a place where, you know, they're going to bring the hammer on us. Well, let's be fair. We are being punished because people voted for them. So in 2020, they decided Biden was the guy, and now we all suffer because of it. So hopefully we're in the midterms. You know, we're not going to change the executive branch unless they impeach him and then Kamala. And then I guess you have to appoint a Republican Speaker of the House. Could you imagine a President McCarthy? I would not be happy. (laughs) But it's better than— A a President Kamala? (laughs) Like, if you have to choose. I think the uh, reason—Biden put in Kamala is because— so many other people would rather have him than Kamala. I mean, if you're asking me right now, who do you want at the position of power right now? Kamala, a sociopathic crazy prosecutor from California, or just the old man who doesn't know where he is? I prefer the old man, uh, to be honest uh, with you. I don't, what about you guys? Uh, well, uh, the woman, the, the one that has cognit- cognizance. I can't stand vacant leadership. But Biden is surrendering. Why would you want a competent working government? <laughs> you can, uh, you, I mean, you the can surrender. still negotiate certain things with uh, bad people. But not crazy people. If, if look, if Joe Biden or, or, or you know, let's we won't use Joe Biden. If an 80 year old unhinged, demented man broke into your house on accident and he was armed and he's in your house and he's got he's he's got a powerful weapon. What are you going to say to him? You're going to be like, hey, there, calm down, buddy. What's going on? He's going to be like, hey, you better calf care. Bang, bang. And you're like, oh, he's, he's, he's going nuts. A crazy person breaks in intending to do you harm. Now, that's bad. But still equally as dangerous. However, you can still talk your way out if the person is sane. You see what I'm saying? Mm. So my point is, I don't think Kamala Harris is going to blow the world up. But Joe Biden's old and demented and may give give orders pertaining to the wrong country because he's misspoken how many times he thinks his son died in Iraq. It's like it's something he made up. That's scary. Yeah, but still, Kamala has lower approval ratings than Biden right now. Mm. Oh, great. So So then she'll get impeached, too. Yeah, I also feel like it's just bigger than Biden and Kamala Harris. I think we need to, like, bring pain to the Democrats, you know? It's like they kept impeaching Trump. They'd say, oh, you know, this many times impeached, he's disgraced, Trump, blah, blah, blah. It's like, I'm sorry, but Trump was way more popular than you guys, so we should absolutely impeach them. It doesn't even matter if, if you know, it's Biden, it's Harris. It's like, they're, they're, they're horrible, but they should have to live with that stain because that's what they brought on us. And they always think, oh, we can do whatever we want to you guys, and you'll never do it to us it's like wait a minute if we take back the house the senate we can we we, we can do it to you guys maybe then they won't act like this anymore hmm. i don't know impeach him for what exactly biden yeah impeach biden over the southern uh, border I, I could name a whole uh, bunch of stuff yeah <laughs> like 
but, but I can't say some of it on, <laughs> on this channel. Uh, the two things I can't say on this channel. One relates to a product. One relates to the treatment. Two relates... Uh, three, uh, international ch uh, Chinese business dealings. It's Hunter, it's Hunter business dealings. Afghanistan. Um, strate strategic Petroleum yeah, Reserve. Yeah, yeah. That's the big one right there. Yeah. Gutting our Strategic Petroleum Reserve to try and win an election. While destroying domestic out. energy production and sending, exploration. Sending money to Ukraine. I just, 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 sorry, go. He's got to go. I mean, what he did in Afghanistan, that's just Already. criminality right there. Yeah. That's, that's, that's beyond words of, it's not a competence. It wasn't a mistake. It's, it's top level criminality. You You're know. talking about the surrender? Yeah. Yeah, it, it, the business dealings with China, the, the business dealings with Ukraine, there's so okay, much to look like, into. But also, let's 25th Amendment him. Okay, we're not going to say he did anything wrong. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna go out with some grace and just say his brain don't work. Got to go. Unfit to rule, right? Got to go. Yeah. yeah. Unfit. I haven't thought much about it. I thought impeachment is just kind of like political football. Like now, now it's your turn. Next time it'll be my turn, then your turn. But at some point, doing nothing is probably the wrong move. Like just waiting for incompetence to leave. It doesn't want to leave. They'll stick around until you make them get out. So maybe maybe an impeachment is on the table. I certainly think so. I, but, I, th I think the best government is the government that doesn't do anything. So uh, the more incompetent they are, the more that they're stalled, the, the more that they don't do anything, the more happier I am because that means the government's going to be interfering with my life a lot less. So I, I'm happy that there's going to be... I, I think all governments should always have a big checks of balance on it. I think if a president is Democrat, there should be a Republican uh, Senate and House to challenge him on everything. I think there should always be huge arguments and debates. I think they have to be there for every single vote. I think they need to work at a snail's pace. And if they do that, I'll be very happy. I think it would have been great if Trump appointed Tulsi Gabbard as like national security advisor and... Um I mean, yeah, just right, just just right there. Then you're bringing in someone who's more moderate, more left leaning. This was especially this was back a few years ago when she was absolutely a Democrat. I think that would have built up a massive coalition and probably would have Tulsi voters would be like, "We'll take it." National Security Advisor to the President, Tulsi, anti-intervention, way better than John Bolton. I think we'll start getting kind of stuff like that if we have Chank Uger on the show. Once what? we start doing it personally, <laughs> when we can work with the people, okay, the dude, most extremely we've different invited people, him on the show politely, never stop, uh -huh, keep going because uh -huh. he's on his way. But once we start, I think as citizenry reaching across the aisle, interacting with people that we might have thought are our enemies psychologically, and we really can show in good faith that we can work together, even though we disagree, you'll start to see it in politics. You know, too. the issue I take that with that, Ian, is I think you're saying that out of ignorance and naivety. No, I mean, I just think you be the change. Don't expect someone else to do well, it. Well, I heard that somewhere. Before. I've been on the ground for uh, I, I was reporting on the ground for like 10 years and I've been all over to these protests. Luke and I were in Occupy having experienced this and knowing firsthand exactly what happens when you try and say words to these people. I can only just say to you, Ian, you are 100% incorrect. What you are proposing is like asking someone to flap their arms until they fly. It won't happen. When, when, when I saw Cenk Uger at Politico, and I said, hey, man, how's it going? Because I know him, and I've known him for a long time. He, he fans me off, and I was like, hey, look, I was, you guys made a video about Dave Rubin. I don't know what your beef, I have nothing to do with it, but you put my name like front and center in your video, so I was just wondering if you could... They just start screaming at me at the top of his lungs in front of everybody at Politicon. And I'm just like, why are you yelling at me? Like, what's happening? We've invited him on the show numerous times. All they do is they make rage bait videos about us taking us out of context. When I invited some of these, these high profile leftists to come on the show, what did they do? 
they lied and claimed that we were tricking them for, for to grift or whatever, and then went around hooting and hollering that I was afraid to debate or something. It was totally fake. So at a certain point, yes, I get it. We'll keep trying. We'll keep saying things like we'd love to have you on the show. But bro, at a certain point, you have to understand that it's just not going to happen. Well, there are things we have in common with pretty much every American. Well, maybe not every American, but you look corporate corporations, mega corporations. The amount of power a mega corporation has over the everyday American's life is completely unethical. I think that Chank, I know Chank Uger believes that. I believe that. I know that. I believe you believe that as well. You've talked, we talk extensively about BlackRock and the power that Microsoft has and these crazy corporations. And it's as long as we focus on our common beliefs, the little stuff like who said what, what color shirt, you know, who, Ian, who you voted Ian, for, dude, that like, stuff doesn't look really Look at matter. AOC. She's hardcore progressive. She has now allied with like big military. She's allying with all of these things she's supposed to be against. It's like, I would love to think people stick to their principles, but for the left, it's like for them, it's die hard. It's like we will stick as a team, even if it means going against everything we believe in. Like, I, I know that that's probably not something she believes in, but she's going to do it because, like, she's a team player. But our side's always like we have to be, you know, upright on every single thing. So then we get kind of divided. We have, like, libertarians, like, social conservatives, like, these all these different groups. And then we all discuss things like normal people. But they just, like, think that we shouldn't exist. They We're, think Tucker Carlson shouldn't exist. They hate us. Remember when I explained Bugs Bunnying someone? Do you remember this? Oh, vaguely. Tell me again. So uh, in Looney Tunes, there's Bugs Bunny and there's, uh, was, it, was it Daffy? Daffy, Daffy Duck. Duck. And then Elmer Fudd has his double barrel and he wants to figure out which of these small woodland creatures he will kill. And so there's a poster on a tree and it says rabbit season. So then Bugs Bunny tears the flyer off and it says duck season. And then Elmer turns the gun to Daffy. And then Daffy goes, no, it's rabbit season. Then he tears it down. It says rabbit. And then Elmer Fudd turns into Bugs. They go back and forth arguing that it's actually the other person's season. Then finally, Bugs Bunny reverses his position and says, it's rabbit season. And then Daffy goes, oh, no, you don't. It's duck season. And then Bugs goes, okay, Daffy, it's duck season. And then Elmer Fudd shoots Daffy instead. And then he goes, you, uh." Bugs Bunnying is a term that I, 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 used to describe when you go on Facebook and you will see a leftist arguing about why they hate this, that, or otherwise. And then what you do is you engage them arguing their point and slowly evolve your position to be their original position. And they will argue against their actual post. Dude, this happens all the time. And I do it to make a point. And then I'll say, wait a minute, you're now against social health care. This is so weird. And they'll be like, well, what I'm saying is, and I'm just like, that's the point. The point is they hate you. They hate you so much, they will vote for Joe Biden. They hate you so much, they can hear John Fetterman go, and they're going to be like, I'd rather have that. I mean, I don't think it's, no one hates, people don't hate me. You could say they hate you. It's just such a generic, vague term. It doesn't, Dude, not, Cole people Bear might have went anger. on his show and said, we looked this up. The story never happened. And if you Google it, you find the, the videos are viral. This guy from Dearborn said, I used to be a Democrat. I'm voting Republican. And Colbert goes on his show and said, we looked up, never happened. And then he goes, that happened. Everyone's laughing. And he's mocking this family who's begging for help. This guy says, I went to the Democrats and said, why are you showing sexual images to my children? And they dismissed me. And when he went to Tudor Dixon and said, no more will I vote for them. Colbert went on his show, lied to the entire country because they are evil people. He could have said 
This guy fund. He could have said, you know, that story did happen. But what was this guy really complaining about? Books that were educating kids. He could have made an argument. Instead, he just calls the guy a liar and then claims, I looked it up. It didn't happen. See, this is why you have so many people who hate and will vote for John Fetterman or Joe Biden, because they march in lockstep behind these evil individuals. And that's the banality of evil. But then for you to be like, we should invite them on the show. We do. We do. But come on, dude. We know for a fact they're not coming on. They go on Twitter every single day and lie about everything. I, I, I don't the young agree. Turks we know have for a made, fact. have made video after video where you know we did not say the things they claim we said. I really don't care. I, made I mean, a, take me out of context if you want to. It's not going to stop me from trying to work my together My point is, people. what makes you think they will sit down and have a real conversation with you when they are lying about you to everyone else. What I, what I believe is there is no other, that maybe there are other ways of peacefully figuring yeah. this out, but that it's like, I don't see Peace a logical- Peace in our time, right? Peace in our time. I don't see a logical- I'm not trying to stop Cenk well, Uger from invading Poland right now. Um, no, it's not about Neville Chamberlain's weakness. I'm talking about diplomacy and communication amongst civilians what in the United States. Do. He wasn't talking, he was talking to German Nazi Hitler, dude. Uh, I, I, there is zealous. this is that's the goal i see the goal is us hanging out talking about stuff and showing the world that we can overcome our grievances i don't know exactly how to get there but i know that that's a goal well, I, what I think if they silence us what if they're like oh we want to say our view they want to say their view then they censor you like on on social media like for the average person right it's like they can't actually get their views across and then not to mention what about during like the blm riots all of that what if you're a store owner you're like please don't hurt me i'm liberal i support blm please don't hurt me and then they're like boom i'm gonna ruin your store right so it's like okay how is that gonna work when people have this complete hatred of you how, how, how about this i think what ian is trying to say is be careful of mass generalizations because there are bad actors that do hate you it's not always everyone i think that's what you're trying to For say sure but also i just wanted to make another argument just to counter your point a little bit here because when you say you know they're all in line here we should do the same i i don't think we should because i think not being in line i think questioning and arguing is a strength and i think they're cultist beliefs and ideas staying in line is a weakness and overall a bad thing. Let me pull up this. I don't think we should be like AOC. I don't think we should give up like our principles in order to sell out to some, you know, company. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that I do think the left goes to the extreme to do that. And our side generally doesn't do that. Let me pull up this story from the Washington Examiner. The View host compares Republican women to roaches voting for raid. Quote, what's also surprising to me is the abortion issue. I read a poll just yesterday that white Republican suburban women are now going to vote Republican. She told her co-hosts, it's almost like roaches voting for raid. She was interrupted by Alyssa Farah Griffin, who accused hosts of insulting voters. The, when, when you have people who refuse to understand your position and then listen to Stephen Colbert to try and understand what your position is, and then he lies to them and says your position is fake and doesn't exist. How are you supposed to have a reasonable conversation to move this country forward when these ideological zealots outright refuse to even have a conversation? Uh, start your own show. That was my experience. If, if you don't like what they're saying about you, you got to start speaking for yourself publicly. Right. And we've done that. Yeah. And now we can't expect the woman who is calling women roaches to want to sit down here and have a conversation about why she's wrong. I would talk to her, but that, con that sure, statement was happen. crazy. We, uh, can we play that? That short clip of her. I mean, it's basically anytime you start more referring to message out, you had something you wanted to say. Well, yeah, um, I would say if you're answering that part, which party's getting the message out, I would actually say the Republicans are. And I, I tend to vote 
independent and left watch controlling a bad crime. To be saying that major cities is not the Republican suburban women are now going to vote Republican. Why? It's almost like roaches voting for raid, right? It's, it's, and they'll clap. They're voting, no, it's they're voting against, the voter. We, they're we, voting no, against no. their own self-interest. Do they want to live in Gilead? Okay. They- she is so arrogant and hateful. Her immediate assumption is, do these women want to live in Gilead? They're voting against their own interests. We have a pro-life woman sitting here. Is voting pro-life against your interests? Absolutely not. I don't know what in her mind makes her think that abortion is somehow good for women. I mean, even if you are a woman who's been through that, I would say almost every woman who's been in that situation is horrible. It's not something you want. It's not like, you know, getting an ice cream cone or or doing something fun. It's it's a, it's a very sad thing, and it's it's horrible. Yeah, that so, leads to psychological and physical damage yes, that many, many people don't women, want to talk about. Right, Sorry, have regrets over doing that and so on. But aside from that, this isn't something that is something that they look towards. So I think the fact that the left wants this to be their main issue for the midterms, they basically want it to be all about January 6th, their democracy being lost and abortion. Those are like their two big things they want people to vote on. And it's like, maybe women actually want intact families. Maybe they actually want to be safe in their neighborhoods. They want men to be men. They want all these other things. They don't actually want abortion. Why don't we avoid that situation? I think most women would disagree with her and would not like being called roaches, obviously, if she wants women to vote leftists in the midterms and they're watching this. This is not a way to attract them. But I can I can certainly imagine there are many women who want to be able to get abortions whenever they want. Genuinely, deep within their souls, they just would love to get an abortion. I mean, Lena Dunham said she wished she had one. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Despite not actually having a kid, she was like, no, she just wished she got pregnant. That was kind of crazy. But to say that pro-life women who don't like abortion, who want to have babies and families are voting against their interests for knowing exactly what they want is the, the epitome of arrogance and hatred. How about... She actually let Farah speak. Is that her name? Alyssa? Yeah, Alyssa. Alyssa? Actually uh, let Alyssa speak and say, I genuinely don't understand why a Republican woman would vote against her interests. Can you explain it to me? And then she'd say, well, it's not against their interests, is it? They believe that these are babies and they don't want their lives ended. So they wouldn't get an abortion and they don't think it should be supported. Hey, it's that simple. And- but th- And perhaps these women voting think that it's in the best interest of the child to not kill them. I mean, we have to consider all the people in play. What about fathers? They often say, how do I have access to my child? Even in child custody things, they they don't have any say. When it comes to abortion, they have no say. So I think that there's so much more to this than just, you know, is this in her in her best interest. And I would say it's not in her best interest. It's not in the child's best interest. It's not in anyone's best interest in that entire family unit. So what ends up happening with a lot of policies, there's a lot of, I think, really important and great things that came out of uh, the feminist movement. I think that's uh, most everybody would agree, like women can vote. I know there's a lot of people who say repeal the 19th, but, you know, most people are like, no, we're we're, we're cool with it. Although, you know, there are a lot of social issues that are happening now that people argue about. 
I think what you end up seeing with a lot of feminist stuff, however, is detrimental to women. So when you look at hookup culture, who does that benefit? Men, not women. Just just plain as day. And and mm-hmm. mostly like wealthier, taller, you know, more attractive dudes, they can fool around, do whatever they want with no responsibilities. Used to be that if a guy want to hook up with a chick and he did, you're getting married because she's getting pregnant. Now, who cares? Get an abortion. What was it? Was it Portnoy? He was talking, Dave Portnoy was yeah. talking about this. He was debating, I think, Andrew Tate on this issue. And he was basically saying like, if he gets a girl pregnant, he wants her to get rid of it, you know? Yeah. That's way better for a guy who doesn't want to be responsible to, for, for anything. And it puts the burden on women who are now pregnant. So the response, mm-hmm. so then what ends up happening is you build a culture where women say, okay, then I should be able to just get rid of it. Sure, I get it. But the burden is still on the woman no matter what. It still benefits the man more if the man wants to be irresponsible. And I think it's so sad that the left tries to act like a man giving you $500 to go to an abortion clinic is empowering. That's like similar <laughs> to prostitution, basically saying, I'm going to give you money. So like, go do this. No, no, it's no. Like, Working for a mega multinational corporation and giving all of your energy and life towards them is empowering, but supporting your family isn't. I mean, that's another big lie that the left has sold women, basically, that you'll be happy if you spend all your time in a cubicle. You know, there was an article that came out saying the most unhappy women are women who are single in their 40s who don't have any children and work all the time. And it's like big shock. Yeah, because, I mean, you're told in your 20s, work all the time, work all the time. And I totally get that. But at a certain point, there has to be more to life than that. And eventually women say, oh, I want kids. I want a family. Then they're like, oh, my gosh. I'm so old. What do I do now? And that's why all of these alternate fertility things are exploding. And it's very unnatural. But needless to say, it's like I think things need to go back to a more a more natural sense of of the two genders. Now, that's obviously going to be very upsetting to the left. But conservative women are the happiest women who who get married, have children, have a stable relationship. You know, it, it might be tough, but working things through, I think they're much happier. That, well, that's a fact. There's there's numerous studies that show conservative women, married women tend to have higher levels of happiness and uh, liberal women tend to have ho- the highest levels of mental illness. So for whatever reason, I don't know, but there's a uh, Lexis Nexus data. There's the data scientists who have pointed this all out. I don't see, I, I think a lot of the left stuff is going too far. I think there's a lot of good things in it that we're all like, okay, you know, we, we believe in like classical liberal values, free speech, you know, um, innocent until proven guilty, and everyone should have the, the, the right to vote. Our society changes as the population grows larger. But then you get to the point where it's like the state can take your children. Uh, marriage is basically voided out by no-fault divorce. There's no point in having a marriage. Like, so here's another thing they lied, uh, lied uh, about. Uh, they lied about when it came to us is we had a conversation about no-fault divorce. We were very critical of it. They falsely quoted Ian as Seamus. I'll never funny. forgive you for that. That was funny. Seamus. That was, uh, who was it? Was it Jezebel? Yeah. yeah. And um, but the issue with no-fault divorce is that. When you, when you say that you can get divorced for no reason, then you're basically saying marriage no longer exists because marriage was the contract by which you could not break till death do us part. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, nah, you can just, right, you're done. You know, sign a piece of paper and then split your money up and you're good. Okay, well, what's the point of getting married? So that you can pledge your stuff for a few years to somebody else? Why do that? Yeah. It's meaningless. Yeah. A lot of men, I think, ask that because they're like, oh, I'm basically just agreeing to give someone money who will take it if they divorce me. And it's like, whoa, what about all of the other good things about marriage, which I think it's mostly for the children. It's to create a, um, an environment where they have two parents in the home. Of course, that's not always the case. Great people 
that's, you know, they didn't have that situation. But I do think in general, that's what you want to strive towards. And I think the left wants to destroy that. They want to take kids from their parents, send them into woke schools, teach them things saying, hey, here's why you should hate your parents. Here's why, Mm -hmm. you know, your parents are crazy and, and all this stuff. So no matter what, they want to kind of change the whole dynamic of society, which I do think goes back to the home. Yep. Yeah. Without a family, kids are more likely to drop out of school. They're more likely, which, well, at this point, maybe it's not a bad thing. Yeah, with with two parents working, who's going to raise the children? The state. You also lower uh, working wages. You also increase the tax base. And this is why there's a theory out there that a lot of this, you know, was started because of Edward Bernays and robber barons and the Rothschilds that were pushing a lot of these ideas forward in order to make sure that... at the end of the day, they had a system that benefited them, and they were able to control society even more. Yeah, at this point, it's if the parents aren't there, is it's not even the state really that's functionally raising them. It's the corporation. It's no, the no, television. No, no, no. It's Disney. It's it's Microsoft. It, if they're on the computer, it's it's Facebook and Twitter. And who controls Facebook and Twitter? The, the federal government. I would like with to the know DHS, the answer to that. and they're dictating what I people hope, see in the algorithm. I hope and they're it stops dictating there. who has a voice and doesn't have a voice. The multinational corporations are in bed with the government and with the big banks here. So at the end of the day, it's still the same interests controlling and shaping the minds of the children as two parents have to work and leave their children with you know cell phones in their hands or some nanny that doesn't care about them or some state institution that indoctrinates them to be essentially a good worker i, I really support liberalism in in the sense of like classical like we're becoming more uh more free in our society. We have more liberal arts. We're able to sing in public. We're able to insult our government. We're able to vote for who we want in charge. Uh, but it's getting to the point now where it's becoming transhumanist and these this this excessively liberal agenda being like, you can be whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. People are cutting themselves. They're, they're cutting parts of themselves off to become what they want to become. And it's like, this is like, this is a uh, toxic liberalism, there's, I think, in a sense. There's an, there's an individual who identifies as a paraplegic woman. He's biologically oh, male. Yeah. And he, he identifies, this is, I think this is in Norway. It's Norway, yes. He identifies as a paraplegic woman. So even though his legs work, he gets in a wheelchair and then says he dis, he's a disabled woman. That's his identity. And you, you have to respect it. Mm-hmm. At a certain point, we have to start asking questions of where, what are the limits of identity? If someone says they're disabled, but they're not, do, can they claim disabled benefits? Like that's 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 where we're going. Yeah. But let's we'll keep it to the politics, Ian, because I'm really glad you you brought up this stuff because we've got more of the uh, craziness to talk about. Joe Biden gives a speech where he says that the dangerous MAGA Republicans they they must be stopped. They're a threat to this country. From the Daily Mail, Republican candidates' kids are almost killed after gunman opens fire at his North Carolina home with bullet landing a few feet from where they slept. After Democrat rival filmed campaign ad outside his property. Remember Lee Zeldin? Not only uh, he was he was attacked on stage. Didn't didn't someone go to his house? And there was like a shootout. Was that Zeldin's house? I think there was a stray bullet that hit his house. People, I think people out in front of his house were shooting, and yep, the bullet yep. went in his house. Yep. So this is uh, the reality. A bullet landed in Pat Harrigan's Hickory, North Carolina home. I believe it was his parents' home, but his kids were there. His children and parents were inside at the time, but no one was injured. The FBI are now investigating the ballistics, according to a local report. Green Beret Harrigan wears a bulletproof vest and has been targeted by threats. His Democrat opponent, Jeff Jackson, has pulled an, pulled an ad shot outside his home. Like, come on, dude. But Tim Biden says that MAGA Republicans are the biggest threat to our safety. 
Does I mean, anyone is, does, is anyone worried that a group like any 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 sane person worried a, a group of MAGA Republicans are going to go out and like rampage through a city with with masks and firebombs and Molotovs, where, you know, fighting with cops? I'm not. I'm worried about Nobody false is. flags and international yep. corporations doing stuff. No, the reality is you'll be a Trump supporter driving your truck through a city, waving your little Trump flag, and then you'll park and get out and some far left psychopath will put two bullets in your chest. Or you'll be running for office and somebody will fire a gun into your parents' home, nearly hitting your children. But Joe Biden wants to come out. So I was watching, uh, there's this clip from MSNBC of Bill Maher. Funny, Bill Maher said two years ago, civil war can't happen. Now he's saying it is happening. Um, he's, he's, he said that, He's like, it's, it's, the, it's the right, the, the violent rhetoric from the right that's making this happen. I mean, there was a drag, drag queen story hour and they attacked it, I guess. And I'm just like, amazing, Bill. Amazing. You have no idea what you're talking about. But to come out and claim that the people who almost never protest are the bigger threat than people who caused over $2 billion in damage during the 529 insurrection, forced the president into a bunker, tore down the barricades of the White House, set fire to a guard post and set fire to St. John's Church. They did nothing wrong, apparently. Is that what you're saying? And yeah, like, that, what about the at. person who tried to kill Kavanaugh, one of our Supreme Court justices? They just act like these things don't ever happen. Like if we went through a whole list of all of the people who have been attacked, like, you know, that um, that young person who was seen in that hospital bed for wearing a MAGA hat. It's like they don't even care about this stuff. They just want to focus on their message, which is that we're a real danger. Or how, how about the kid in uh, where was it? Was it North Dakota or where he got run over? By the crazy guy. Oh, yeah. He said that he was part of a MAGA Republican extremist group. So he ran him down, crushed him. And then what, what happened with the charges uh, related to that? Was he the, the person who did it? Was he got released, released on, on bail. bail. That's right. Yeah. But Kyle Rittenhouse, not him. He yeah. gets locked up for almost three months. In solitary by himself and in horrible conditions, which think, he later came on and spoke about. Think about the Covington Catholic situation. A child on a school field trip, was standing, minding his own business when an adult man walked right up to his face and started banging a drum. And the kid didn't move. And the media took an out-of-context clip of the incident, blamed the kid for it, and these blue checks across Twitter started sending death threats to him. Okay? You get it? Are we supposed to be like, I know you just threatened to throw children into a wood chipper, based, even though they were the victims, but why don't we come together and have you sit down and have a peaceful conversation? I'll tell you what's funny is we do still invite them, but you need to understand what these people represent. I'm all about subverting the cultural opponent, but if it was 1936 Nazi Germany and I started screaming about how evil the Nazis were, I'd be the first one up against the wall. So I'm not playing that game right now. Okay, well, I'd rather be the guy who didn't salute in that crowd of people who were saluting. I'd rather be Einstein, fled the freakishness and built something awesome. Bail out, I guess. I, I don't blame people for fleeing these cities because of that stuff, to be honest. B built a nuclear weapon that he felt really bad about. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's true. That is now bringing, bringing us on the brink of the total destruction of free humanity. Well, it was hey, coming well, anyway. Yeah. You know, he was just part of it. That, this is, like this is actually really funny, real quick, just about World mm -hmm. War II is... There were a lot of scientists working on fission or fusion. Was it fission? Fission. Mm -hmm. And they were Jewish, so they fled. And if Hitler wasn't doing what he was doing, they would have had the nukes. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. They were working on some crazy technology. But then the scientists fled, and then we got them. And then we used them. 
flying saucers. Like it, it goes deep. It's crazy. So sorry, anyway, say something. Oh no, I was gonna say something about earlier about the the kids wearing MAGA hats being attacked. I just oh, think yeah. like young people. That's happening not just like college campus level, not just adults, but like little children. Which is why I think so many parents are homeschooling now. Like homeschooling's exploded since COVID because they see what they're being taught, and also it's like you can't even be yourself around your friends. You're just going to be bullied by them. Mm-hmm. Like so many young yeah. conservatives I meet just feel like I can't even tell anyone I'm conservative. They need to, though. That's it. I'm, I'm sorry. You know, it's like, do you believe in it or not? Are you going to keep hiding? Because mm-hmm. the reality is with with 10 kids, there may be one who's like, I can't tell anybody that I actually feel this way about these politics because they'll, they'll bully me. And then it turns out they all feel the same way and they're all scared of each other and this fake lie that, that sits on the surface. I find that there's a tendency to want to, people want to I, build an identity for themselves, young people particularly. And sometimes they'll say like, I am a fill in the blank. I am a liberal. I am a conservative. I am a Republican. I am a Christian. And they'll like define a box with which in they lie and they cannot then as a result of that can't, if they step out of it, then they'll start to feel guilt. So they'll, and then other people will be like, well, I have an idea of what I think that box is. So you're that I'm going to treat you like that. And it's like you can be conservative and liberal and you can be a liberal conservative. You're like you don't have to, to stop. You don't have to like f- it, hide behind a wall of words or anything. It wasn't always like this. I, I still remember a few years ago, it was protesters fighting police officers, police officers fighting protesters, but now it's protesters fighting protesters and, and, and yeah. people getting at each other. And I don't think it was, correct me if I'm wrong, but, for, but from my experiences, I, I, I don't ever remember it being this tumultuous between political parties, between the left wing and the right wing. I, I, I don't remember a time in the 90s where people would see each other as political opposites and then really want to harm each other. I think we have escalated to this state, which is worrisome and is only escalating because of just the nonsense being pushed on by the corporate media and big tech social media, which is being controlled by, of course, the intelligence agencies that are calling the shots on what we see. So, you know, I don't know. Was there a time where there was this much? I mean, obviously, we had a civil war in this country, but that was a very long time ago. But but in recent history, what, what got us here? How, how are we here at this point where you can't even you know, openly talk about politics. I was like really outspoken about my dislike for George Bush Jr.'s war in Iraq and Afghanistan. And I would just talk directly to George. I'm still talking to you, man, on the internet. Like, listen up, dude. But I never had animosity towards Republicans. I didn't care who you voted for. Like, if I just wanted to help you, enlighten you. Like, look at what, there were no weapons of mass destruction. That was a lie. They lied to get us into Iraq. Look, and then people are like, oh, okay, okay. And if you're reasonable and you're not angry, I'm not angry people. I'm actually enjoying like, enlightening people they they tend to go for it i think it was like you're saying that it was big tech because it was like in 20 2012 facebook when they started sending like the violence to the top of the algorithmic feed a, a shooting and then you'd see and then that would get sixty thousand retweets or like likes or whatever and uh because it was popular they pushed it and then it became more popular and it's easy to hate uh it's a real challenging to love like it, it takes a lot of humility we want to try and talk to regular people who aren't super political we want people to hear a message that pulls them from the cult. But I don't think that means we go to cult leaders and beg them to have a conversation with us because they would only exploit it to expand their cult. Yeah, I tend to have the conversation with them and if they're and just just believe that they're listening, whether they're there or not, whether they respond or not. I said my piece, you heard it, and then let I'm not I expect nothing. I don't expect, you know, a response or anything like that. But at least you say your piece. You directly confront who you want to confront and explain yourself. 
And I feel like the left became really radical under Obama because when it was, um, you know, Clinton, Bush, it was kind of like they were in the same club. They were two, you know, very elitist people. They both kind of had similar views on things, honestly. I feel like America was much more of a center place, which in a way it's like, okay, good, less arguments and stuff like now, but also bad because we're not actually changing things that much. It's Mm -hmm. like everybody in this one class is in the, you know, political elite. But then when Obama came, I think he was the first one who was like a true ideologue who was really had this like far left wing agenda. And the Republicans at the time were like, no, no Obama. And then People thought, oh, there's going to be hope. There's going to be change. We're going to be so united. Racism is going to be gone because there's going to be this black president. And then, of course, things only got worse. They only made the tensions even worse. Mm -hmm. And they didn't actually solve anything. So then I think when Trump came along, we were like, oh, my gosh, like we have to counter the things happening there. And I do think normal people, like you were saying, want to discuss things with other people. Like all the time, I'll, I'll talk to someone, you know, I grew up in California who's liberal. We'll talk about stuff. But I think like the famous people, like you were saying, who are these radical leftists, it's like, yeah, they don't, they're, they're not going to have their minds changed as much by talking. They're, you know? they're making money. Changing yeah. their minds. When, yeah. when you're making money for espousing your beliefs, it's kind of reinforces the beliefs, whether they're right or wrong. And, and people uh, will believe wrong ide- beliefs, too, if, if they like you, if you're charismatic. We have a show where we invite, you know, we try to have these people on. We've had a few progressives who I think were cool, and I'm glad they came on. Uh, Jen Perlman, she's great. Uh, progressive, was running in Florida, and we disagreed on a lot of things, but it's really cool. She's to awesome, someone, too, Jen. Yeah, like we Jen. Do, we, she, she was super cool. Took good pictures. Com- and, good conversation, where yeah. we actually got to find out where they're coming from and what led them to the decisions and thoughts and ideas that they have, and I think we need more of that. But here's the thing. Someone like Jen become someone like Tulsi, where it's like you have these ideas and beliefs, you end up trying, you, you try to talk with people and say, we need to solve these problems. You come on a show like Timcast IRL and we go, well, we disagree with those ideas. And they're like, but I'm glad we had the conversation. And then the left calls that person far right and says they're a conservative now. And so the media writes that I'm a conservative and conservatives absolutely are like, there's no way Tim's a conservative, like just absolutely not. But the media will just say it because they, they, they want to tank the, the, the well. They want to poison the well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, my goal, what I want to see happen is a decentralized network. Individuals all discussing these ideas, the best rise to the top. We solve our problems because everyone's working towards solving them. The problem with many of these establishment elites, uniparty elites, left-wing cultists, is that they just think they're smarter and better than you. Bloomberg says tax the poor because we're smarter and we know better. That's what the mentality that guides them, which means they will lie for the sake of gaining power. And then the worst part is they will lie claiming it's you who's lying. It's like that riddle where you come to a fork in the road and there's two two guys standing on each side. One always lies, one always tells the truth. But they both accuse each other of being the one who's trying to you know do you wrong because one's telling you the truth and one's lying. And that's like the idea of the better men that are like, we need a Senate because if the masses can decide with mob mentality, they'll, they'll wreck the country. So we need a group of more intelligent, more educated people that you're, are there as a stopgap. You're overthinking but it. But it's like, it's to the extreme now where you're, people no, 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 think no. I'm a better man. I know better than you. You're, and maybe there are people that are just destroyed psychologically on sugar and they, they're incapable of leading. I don't know. You're partly right about the better men thing with the Senate, but I think that was a quote from one person. The idea of the, of the federal Senate being appointed by state legislature, by the, by the state representatives or the state Senate, I think it, uh, it was between the two of them, is that we vote in our state. We, the people, we have our state. Then the states 
send their representatives to the federal government. The Senate, the Senate represents the states. So it is up to the state to decide who represents them. So the state would vote for the person. Get it? Yeah. And then the 17th Amendment changed that. And I think that was a huge mistake. We were better off when people had to know who their local politicians were. You see these ads about, you know, Congress and they're like, if you vote for me, I'll clean up the city. And I'm like, no, you won't. You're going to D.C. Mm-hmm. And you go to D.C. and you're going to vote on foreign policy, taxes and guns and stuff, which is good. We need you to do it. But if you want to see your streets cleaned up, you got to vote for your local, your local politicians. People don't know that. And this this nationalization of politics has actually eroded the country and turned it into some, I don't know what you'd call it. The, the problem, whatever it is today with the establishment elites, it's because of of what how we've changed things. Yeah, yeah. You don't want your senators beholden to your common your commoners. You want your senators beholden only to the state legislature, uh, if anybody. I think, and that's. I mean, I'm saying it tongue in cheek, but it's kind of true. Like you don't want the mob to tell the Senate what to do. The Senate's there to protect us from the mob. We have Congress. The people have Congress, and they go and represent your district to the federal government, and then the senators represent the states. That's why each state has two, no matter what the population size is. Even Delaware, which is microscopic, and Rhode Island, which is also microscopic. And I love when they come out and they're like, when when Montana gets two senators, and I'm like, yeah, 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 Delaware gets two senators too. Come on. I know they have cities and they have like a million or whatever people, but don't don't come at me and complain about the size of, I'd argue that there's, you, Wyoming and Montana should have more votes because of how much land mass they control and the resources that are available there. One tiny small city, Providence, and all of a sudden they get two senators. It's kind of like the social media admins are acting like an unelected Senate, these corporate, like how, do, how are they able to veto what we say in public? They have more power than senators, I think, and probably most governments like Google, YouTube, like they're a monopoly. They literally control probably the the, the speech and what people see of like millions of people. I mean, not to mention, you know, Facebook, Twitter, all these other things. And I mean, hopefully things get better. But I do think that a lot of this is is going to be like mind control as long as people are so focused on devices, which is why I think people should absolutely not give their kids like an iPad just to look at all day. How many hours? Oh, what were you last thing you say? No, no, no. I was just going to say, I think that it, at first we thought, oh, wow, technology, amazing. All of these things are happening. This is great, which is great. I get to talk to my family in India. Like, wow, so many changes from just one generation. But I do think it had, there are so many harmful effects and you can't just have this like unlimited addiction to technology. I want to I I give people some good news. Some good news, okay, from the New York Post. Don Lemon's new show, CNN This Morning, bombs in debut. Yo, he only he was only able to get 71,000 key demo viewers. Yo, I'm pretty sure that. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I mean, we get we get 60% of that number just in concurrent viewership on this. In fact, we do right now we have 43,000 people watching live. And that is key demo viewership for the most part. That means in like 10 minutes we will have more viewers than Don Lemon got on his morning show. But wait, there's more. CNBC cancels Shep Smith's evening news program. The dude could have just stayed where he was and reported the news, but he had Trump derangement syndrome, and now he has no job. 
And then you get this. Jake Tapper's rating deficient CNN primetime show to end after the midterms. So uh, I'm feeling good. How are you guys feeling? It's fun. I feel like the old guard's on its way out, and the new guard is established. We, I, I think we got to open up that uh, expensive bottle of, of booze here <laughs> in order to, to celebrate this, this, you know, changing of the guard, as some people would call it. But, you know, who would have thought, you know, propaganda doesn't pay? Huh. <laughs> Statism and, and, and just lying to, to people on behalf of the very powerful didn't, didn't work. Lying didn't work. Uh, what a surprise. Sad. Huh. And I think they just have no audience. It's like Trump was right. He basically said, you know, CNN is fake news. And it's true. Like, they literally don't have a constituency. At least MSNBC, I think, talks to, like, leftists. That's their audience. Fox News talks right. to, like, right-wing people. And CNN, they're just like, yeah, you know, we just want to keep on saying how we hate Trump, make all of our news about Trump. And who's our audience going to be? Then the new guy who takes over says, you know, we'll make things independent. We're not really going to be biased anymore. Well, that didn't happen. So, I mean, these people are entertaining. If you're not doing politics, it could be entertaining, but they're not I mean, funny. Maybe, you know, I'll, I'll see what uh, Chris Licht can pull off with CNN. He's getting rid of these people. Jake Tapper is gone. Take a look. Take a look at this picture. CNN this morning. There's Don Lemon, all very happy. It's like, hey, you're doing a morning show. So don't wear don't wear a tie anymore. Like, don't wear a button up. So it's a jacket with a T-shirt under it, and like that's that's the vibe. Mm. It's 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 look relatable, look it's, happy. It's so cringe, pastel pink. Oh. Got those really nice turquoise. Dude, there's no amount of money CNN could offer any serious person to go and and try and do something with them. I'm sorry, oh, guys. I would go could totally change everything at CNN if they asked me to do a hit primetime show. A hit primetime yeah, show. I would take Good I wouldn't luck. take myself seriously. That's the problem with these people is they're afraid of looking like fools and it's okay to look like a fool. <laughs> I, I, I would the go, audience agrees. I, I would I would go outside and, and get a steaming pile of trash and then just do a, a live stream of that. And that would probably get more views than what they're getting right now oh, with dude. the trash that they're getting they have. No, but for real though, it would. If CNN right now announced they were replacing Tapper with a steaming pile of trash, it would get like 5 million views on its debut night. Mm -hmm. No yeah. joke. The yeah. next day it would get about a million, and then it would consistently hit about a million from people who are like, how long is this going to go on for? Mm -hmm. Them just showing steaming trash. Well, you get different angles of cameras with that can zoom <laughs> way in so you can see the bacteria growing in real time, and then it's really you know entertaining. Dude, yeah. I, would, I would turn that on. I yeah, would watch too. it. If, um, in yeah. fact, if CNN announced that, I'd be concerned they were going to pull our viewers away. I'd be like, oh, man, you know, because people are going to want to watch that. If they like dumped Gatorade on Don Lemon's head when he wasn't expecting it, it would get 100 million slime views. Him. Yeah, yeah. you slime Don Lemon. You <laughs> let him know ahead of time. We're going to slime you at some point today. What if? Oh, dude, I, 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 I OK, so I'm, I'm assuming the reason they didn't fire Don Lemon is because he's under contract. Hmm. If I was if I was Chris Licht and I was taking over CNN and I, I couldn't fire him, I'd be like your show. It's going to be great. You're going to go on stage. And the audience are all going to have buzzers. And when at least 10 people in the audience press the button, you get slimed. So there's 30 people in the audience. That means you better say the right thing. Otherwise, the audience is going to send you to slime town, baby. I, I, they got to let Don slime himself. Wait, no one likes to be slimed against their will. So Don, you just take it upon oh. yourself. At some point tonight, I'm sliming myself. He's going to be wait, called wait. Slime Lemon. Yeah. Slime. I, I got an idea. I got an idea. Here's, here, so you know how we do a Chicken City that if people give $100 Super Chats, it accumulates and then the chicken party happens? You could do something like that where Don Lemon's sitting at a desk with a soccer horn right next to his head and he's just sweating as he <laughs> reads the news and people are sending in money to the show and every $100 it goes just right in his face and i gotta they, they'd make 
bank. Yeah, I don't want to objectify Donnie though. <laughs> I, I feel like objectify. it would just be like a way to roast them, and they people would love to see them like really well dressed, like you know, like manicured in the morning, just totally slimed. I think people yes. would really enjoy that. Look, look, I would. Listen, listen. If CNN is failing and everyone hates these people. That's where the money's at, baby. Yeah. You got to be like, hey, look, the audience hates you guys and you're under contract. Let's make money off it. Yeah. What can we do? How about there's a, a big cartoon hand with a glove and it loads pies and every, you know, $500, it launches a pie at the at the host. Well, what's, the, what's the game where you get dunked in the water? Uh, they're sitting. They're sitting in this like a little a pool. Dunk tank? Uh, yeah, they're they're sitting on the dunk tank reporting the news, and every time they get something wrong, they get dunked into the water. <laughs> what like, about like oh, a- factually incorrect? I yeah. like I like pies. I like um, sliming them. Big fan of slime. I feel like yeah. the only person who'd play these fun games is Trump. He's the only one who doesn't take himself too seriously and would be willing to actually throw himself out there. Like, do you remember when he was riding in that car at that big race car thing? And everyone was like screaming. They were just cheering for him. I don't know. Like he knows how to get the crowd going. I feel I, like he'd be able to like make really good TV, make good ratings. Mm-hmm. These people, they're just like sticks. Like they just don't want to step even a second outside of their comfort zone. And I also think like people who are content creators, make YouTube videos, they would see like, oh, this is a video someone really liked. Let me do that again. Let me do the same thing or let me try something new. But these people are corporate media. So they're not interested in trying new things. They Don, just want people to accept what they are putting out. At one point, he said, maybe a black, could it have been a black hole that swallowed the plane? <laughs> and I, he might have been goofing around. Maybe no. he was just letting his, psycho, his psychosis run. But I mean, it didn't do well. It didn't play well for the, for the network, him saying that, which is too bad because we need that goofiness, I think. I, re- I remember when Trump was at a rally and he was like, these lights, they make me look orange. They make me <laughs> orange. And everyone's laughing. It's, it's like he's self-aware. Yeah, he, 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 did a, he did a roast. The, yeah. the swimmer, yeah, the man, like passing the woman, and he's like, "Oh, she has like a windburn because he just like swims past <laughs> her so quick." It's like he just comes up with like the best comments. It's not fun. This the, Shep Smith, you know, on CNBC, Don Lemon. It's not fun, and this, and you can see it in the in the videos. They were trying to make it fun, and it's not. Look at this. The three of them sitting there looking at Hillary Clinton on a big screen is just nightmarishly cringe. Mm. It's just like, dude, let go. Yeah, at least have a hologram of Hillary there in the room. Like Fox? Something high tech. I think Fox did that, right? Remember when Fox did the Shep Smith thing where they had the giant tablets? That was so so cringe as well. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. they had giant tablets and they were all excited. Like the future of the newsroom is gigantic screens that you can like use your hands. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's not the future of the newsroom, dude. (laughs) But, you know, whatever, man. What what do you think CNN's going to turn into? Is it like... QVC? They're going to be selling and, and chucking and jiving <laughs> like the latest beauty products and, and jewelry. Be like, I could see Don Lemon doing that. That could be a, a very, I mean, they got to make money somehow. What does it CNN mean? Does that mean, what does it mean? Cable News Network. Cable News. Mm. Well, yeah. cable's done, so they don't right. need that name anymore. Well, I mean, there's still a lot of money in cable uh, because people still do use it. And now what we're seeing with these uh, streaming services, they're creating bundles that are basically the same thing as cable was, but now it's just online. So... I think the cable industry is not going to go anywhere. I think what they're going to do is they're going to convert into online streaming providers. But CNN Plus, such a failure. Oh, I, I held man. a funeral for yeah. CNN right. Plus. Had to say oh, you had goodbye. You a for them? I did. How much, yes. did they, how much did they spend but, on that? But, you know, I think CNN, like, like they're going to hold on till the end because they're like, oh, we're still kind of riding on our coattails from when, like, people liked this kind of thing. But I think if they try to transition to CNN Plus type content, it's like people already made it known that they don't want that content. You would have to get someone to rebrand the network, like someone totally like 
someone like Tim or something, like someone completely new that's like independent, new, fun, willing to say whatever. I mean, and I mean whatever. But the, I guess the problem is that they're funded by military industrial complex. You know, I got I got to imagine that's a fair point. See, the thing is, I don't trust CNN. I imagine that they'll they'll say something like, look, we're trying to do right and we want to, you know, be more relatable. Why don't you come and fix it? If you take them up on that offer, then a day later, they're like, here's why war is good. Read it. And you're going to be like, but I don't want to read it. And they're going to be like, read it. You know, be like, Otherwise, they're going to lock you in a room and put you in golden handcuffs. and Or threaten, like, if you say that, it violates your contract. Yep. Some abstract thing. They'll have, like, a 70-page contract that they want you to sign before you start Oh, I've there. seen them. They're ridiculous. Huge contracts. They're, like, not 70, but it's, like, you know, maybe, I mean, close to it, actually. Yeah. With, like, vague terminology, like, anything that we may. Morality uh, clauses, where it's, like, if you if you offend someone's delicate sensibilities, they can terminate your contract, and it's just ridiculous. It's like they, they bought, who, Discovery bought CNN, is that right? The, the IP, I think, the Discovery owns CNN. Yeah. It's, like, buying VHS in, like, 1997. Like, now I own the VCR, VHS, or Betamax. Like, what are you going to do with VHS now? It's a dead brand. It doesn't. The, the age of the video cassette tape is, is now done. The age of like stodgy news reporters pretending to tell you the truth is they, over. They yeah. tried with Casey Neistat. That was CNN, right? CNN mm-hmm. hired yep. Casey Neistat and then he made Beam or whatever, or he turned <laughs> Beam into CNN or yep. something. Yep. And it didn't work, I guess. I don't know. They did it and they were getting views or whatever, but then they just stopped. Maybe they were doing a lot of paid promotion that wasn't paying off. I feel like they're never going to be fun or entertaining, so that's off the table. But I think if they did real journalism, then people would really appreciate it. Obviously, I realize that's completely far-fetched and not going to happen, but they're supposed to, like, you know, like, question presidential candidates and debates, and they're supposed to do serious things. It's like they're not, like, the real housewives of New York or something. Like, they're supposed to do some serious work, although that would be pretty funny, but... I, I just think journalism is lost, and they're choosing not to be journalists. Agreed. Let's have some fun. Let's talk about Kanye West. We have this uh, tweet. Kanye says, what, what, what should be obvious by now is that I was raised to stand for my truth regardless of the consequences. So I will say this again. I was mentally misdiagnosed and nearly drugged out of my mind to make me a manageable, well-behaved celebrity. Here's a, a text he posted from someone named Harley that says, I'm going to help you one of a couple ways. First, you and I sit down and have a, have an loving and open conversation, but you don't use cuss words, and everything that is discussed is based in fact and not some crazy stuff that dumb friend of yours told you or you saw in a tweet. Second option, I have you institutionalized again where they medicate the crap out of you and you go back to zombie land forever. Play date with the kids just won't be the same. Wow. That's, that's evil. T- I just, it's, wow. That's insane, man. That's scary stuff. It's also blackmail, I think. I don't know who this person is, what kind of power they have. Well, I don't even know if the text is doctored, to be honest. But I don't think Kanye would lie, but I don't know. I was watching Nathan for you because he's got a a new show coming out. So like HBO put him on the front page and I saw and I'm like, yeah, I've never watched it. So I did. Uh, For those that aren't familiar with the show, he says that he like graduated from business school and he wants to help businesses get new customers. It's not true. It's just a funny reality show. It's comedy. He goes to a TV shop that's losing business because of Best Buy. And so he says, here's what we're going to do. We are going to exploit Best Buy's price match policy. We're going to sell your TVs for a dollar, then go to Best Buy and say, see, look, they're for a dollar so we can buy all your TVs. The problem is, how do you stop people from actually buying the TVs for a dollar? Because you'd lose them all. So he requires them to wear a tuxedo, dress code to come into the store. This is what Nathan, Nathan Fielder does. Then he says, if they actually shove a tuxedo, they have to crawl through a tiny door two feet tall on the ground. 
if they make it through there, the TVs are in a room with an alligator. And it's just, it's absolutely insane. It's, it's hilarious show. Now he says, I'm worried that the guy's going to get sued by Best Buy. I know how to prevent him from, from that happening. A legal insanity diagnosis. He goes to a psychiatrist and he says, my friend is insane. He thinks he's a manager in an electronics store and, and he's not. And I want you to talk to him. So she's talking to him. And she says, how are you? And he says, you know, it's great. I work in an electronics store. I've been doing it. And she goes, oh, and you like it? And he goes, yes. And she goes, oh, okay. And then Nathan says, ask him uh, about the alligator. And then she goes, oh, I, I didn't know. And then he starts explaining this story about people in tuxedos crawling through two foot doors and then getting scared of an alligator. <laughs> and then she says, he's psychotic. He's completely detached from reality. And that was a, that was scary. I mean, the show's really, really funny, but that story right there, I think is really important because what's, what you, what you have with Kanye is that he can say something. He, he says things that are outrageous. Don't get me wrong, but you could say something that people don't believe. And then they could institutionalize you and drug you and lock you up and have everyone believe that you're nuts. And then the crazy thing is he's saying he was nearly drugged out of his mind. Some of the crazy things he may have been saying was because they were pumping him full of crazy drugs. Yeah. I know that it came out in the Lex Freeman podcast with Ye that he was exhausted. It was like a, he had a bout of exhaustion that landed him in the hospital and they treated it like a mental diagnosis. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's the whole thing, remember, from like four years ago when it's like, oh, Kanye was in the hosp- mental hospital. And yeah. that's when they were drugging him, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. A lot of these big pharma pills have a lot of unintended consequences, especially when it comes to messing with your brain chemistry, which is not an exact science. Each person has a different brain chemistry. Each person's brain works different than the other person. So just throwing pills at it, I mean, this would explain some of the kind of more manic behavior by, by Kanye, especially if, if he is just being given pills or even worse, forced to take pills. And this could also explain why a lot of people are having psychotic breakdowns, especially in Hollywood. Uh, you know, and, and this could be a big you know, conspiracy here that, that he's unraveling that I think is worth paying attention to. Because when, when we look at doctors, when we look at big pharma, they have a lot of power when it comes to the individual. And they could they could force you to take drugs that could mess you up for the rest of your life. And just like this, this guy says, he, he'll make sure that play dates with the kids just won't be the same. I mean, that's real that's life consequences for the rest of his life and, and saying that he's going to be medicated forever. So this is this is a big deal. This is this is something I, worth I, talking about. I also feel like there was so much sympathy for Britney Spears with Free Britney, which I agree with. Yeah. But I just don't think Kanye is going to get the same thing because he's been remotely MAGA. I mean, I don't even think he's, you know, it's conservative in every way. Like you were saying, people kind of can be free thinkers. I think he is a free thinker. He has certain views on certain things. And I don't think that people are going to rally behind him if he's being forced to take drugs because of his political views when I think a lot of people rallied behind Free Britney. Yeah, yeah he tweeted that he's... he's what, what is all the stuff he's posting? Oh, is he going after people now? Oh, man, he's I on a tweet storm. By name, yeah. I'm yep. looking at his Twitter right now. I'm trying to read it. It's a lot of information. Wow. Well, that's what Lex Freeman yep. encouraged him. He's like, rather than yeah. just scream about an, an ethnic group of people... Name people. Name them. Yeah, go for it. And I don't think they canceled him because of that. I think it was because of political stuff. I think that was just an excuse. They were like, oh, great. Now here's a great example of why we can cancel him. But well, you know, I don't think that's what it was. I mean, Harry, you know, Prince Harry, Harry and Meghan, like he wore a Nazi outfit. It's like we can go through people and come up with reasons to cancel them. But it's like, come on. I mean, they obviously just don't like his political views. Yeah. And then there's uh, Northam. We're not sure if he was the guy in blackface or the guy in the clown outfit, but, you know, one of the two, right? 
and they didn't cancel him. Yep. Mm-mm. I think uh, uh, you look you look back in time. What they learned, the government, the intelligence agencies, is that assassinations are a bad idea. You know, it martyrs people. It makes their 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 ideas last forever. And so look what, what look what they're doing to Julian Assange. You lock him up in a tiny room so he can't work. So he struggles to work. You claim he's crazy. You accuse him of being of bad moral character. And then you let him just wither away effectively killing him very, very slowly. But then you don't get a martyr. Then they start manipulating the narrative and then make sure as many people as possible hate you. And now they've convinced the younger generation that Julian's actually a bad guy. So they have these young Democrat voters who don't like him. I think that is what the left wants to do. And I think that's what they're doing to the January 6thers. A lot of them are in solitary confinement, totally Mm -hmm. suffering. Many of them, literally zero violence, walked inside and so on. But they just want to slowly kill them. Because mm-hmm. solitary confinement does drive people crazy, forcing people to take drugs. Of course, that's going to make you crazy. That's the goal of the drug, to alter your brain. So I, I definitely think that the left doesn't want to make it into a spectacle because, yes, then they'll be a martyr. I mean, I think in some ways that's what happened with Trump. They were like, we're going to raid Mar-a-Lago, all this stuff. They realized, oh, my gosh, now Trump has more support than ever. Everybody is obsessed with Trump, Trump 2.0. So they're not going to do that to a lot of these other people. They'd rather just have them slowly wither away. That's the the oubliette is the old torture, well, torture chamber. It's an old prison cell. French means to forget. And they would just throw people down a hole and leave them there. And then what, you just slowly dive dehydration? Or they'd pull you out eventually and put you back in the cell and be like, if you do that again, you're going back in the oubliette. Is there water in the oubliette? They would just dump stuff down there. They'd be laying on like dead rats. Dead dead human bodies would be in the oubliette with them. They'd be laying there. They'd like pour buckets down. Jeez. They'd defecate all over themselves. I mean, it was the worst of the worst Mm -hmm. torturous prison cell. And anyone could do it at any time. A A lot of castles have an oubliette. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, social media banning someone on social media is kind of like, hopefully they forget about him. I think that's what they did with Trump. They were like, now that he's gone, his influence won't be won't be permeating. But they need Trump. Yeah, they need yeah. the boogeyman. Yeah. They tried doing DeSantis. It didn't work. They tried doing Tucker. Tucker is the new Trump. And like, mm-hmm. no, he's really not. You know, without Trump, they don't but have anything. But he gives Jennifer Lawrence nightmares. He does. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to think that Donald Trump resembles like a politic he's just a guy he's a really unique guy but wasn't wasn't jennifer lawrence's nightmares that like she was being chased by a bear and a big manly tucker carlson ripped his shirt off and then fought the bear off and saved her and then like they swung from a vine to you know like she never said the nightmare was that she was scared of tucker you know what i mean like maybe the nightmare was joe biden was coming up behind her and then tucker jumps in and, and saves the day yeah, well, she she's just trying to get a sniff, you know. Yeah, how her family or like people she knew from her hometown, because she's from like Middle America, were Republican, and that like freaks her out to think that any of them would ever watch Tucker Carlson. She's probably like, "Oh my gosh, you guys are brainwashed." And so I think her her whole goal was to say how you know people who watch Tucker are basically total idiots. Hmm. Yeah, and a lot of people watch him compared to the old guard. As he's, I, I think he's the number one, correct Definitely. me if I'm wrong, in yeah, all of the one. United States when it comes to news reporting. And, you know, he's someone that, again, also criticized Donald Trump in many instances, called him out for, for a lot of actions. But he's able to, to say things that, of course, a lot of people can't even say online. So that's another aspect to why he might be so popular, because he's on television, which oddly now is a little bit more of a free place than the Internet when it comes to online speech. It used to be the inverse of that. But now we have this space where 
he, he says a lot of things that really has your uh, eyebrows uh, rising up. But is it because he's got big money, Fox advertising behind him that Google won't ban? There was a lot of advertisement boycotts against him. Um, yeah, he lost a ton of advertisers. There, there's still even on you know when I watch this program, there's still segments where they don't have any advertisers and they just do the kind of Fox music. So my pillow. Uh, it's only my pillow. Yeah. Some yeah. big pharma ads, and then uh, RV ads I saw on there. But then other than that, it's just like a blank screen. Like, hold on, we'll be back with Tucker. Just we should advertise on Tucker. We'll just be like, hey, you're watching this show. Turn it off. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Go to YouTube.com slash TimCastIRL. <laughs> I think his show is also just so much better than so many other shows on TV. So if you're going to turn on a show in that realm, I think that's the show to watch because he has like interesting content. I think so many other people who have those jobs just don't have interesting comments. You can watch something all day and it's literally like the same thing, the same yeah. story. I, I saw him get humiliated by uh, Jon Stewart when he came in with a bow tie. It was a long time ago. And it... I gained so much respect for Tucker having gone through that in public, like being publicly humiliated and just like eating it and being like, you know, I'm not perfect. And he would like address his own weaknesses. He became a way better journalist after that and willing to mm. listen to opposing views. He's always kind of liked opposing views, but he yeah. really became like a, an impressive man after he that. He got where he was by debating and having conversations with yeah. the opposition. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody, we're going to go to Super Chats. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, and head over to TimCast.com to become a member. We're going to have a members-only show coming up for you at about 11 p.m. And if you go to LosingMyMind.com, pre-save the new song that's dropping tomorrow. I think it's at 9 a.m., I guess. The team's working on it. But the music video is really, really great. I think Ian has the best part in it. And uh, you'll see from the image that it's me at a news desk with a lower, with a Chiron, lower third, and a picture of a virus. And it says, um, I think, oh no, I, I don't want to give away too much. But you get the idea of what we're criticizing. So you'll, you'll, I don't want to spoil it. We've got some uh, individuals that you will see in the video that are making an appearance, but legally distinct from being called a guest. I'll put it that way. All right, let's read some super chats. Mimic says, do not believe the polls. Vote like the polls are rigged against you. The polls are wrong. You better go out and vote, man. Yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be doing an extended show here next Tuesday. We're gonna be hanging out. We'll have pizza, we'll have wings. For a number of days until the election That's is right. Called. We'll In be sitting here. Could be a while. We'll be we'll be all oily and tired. We're, like we're <laughs> getting the poop buckets ready. Non stop. Luke, there is a bathroom in this room. The, hey, are you going to drink you, coffee? You want to do it live. You want to do it I live. I'll be here for that episode. Sadly. You want to make it real. You're going to miss the, the election night extravaganza. Here's what I think of the election. <laughs> I'm going to be so caffeinated. <laughs> this is where we're coming in and out. They have some multiple guests on the show, I think. People will be yeah, sitting yeah, down. Yeah. And, yeah, it's mm -hmm. fun. All right. Alex cool. Grant says I have a question for Luke. When you confronted Lord Jacob Rothschild and said the New World Order has no legitimacy, and he turns around and looks at you with no emotion. What went through your mind? It gave me chills. 
holy cow, this is happening. <laughs> like, holy, I waited outside like four or five hours with my friends in, 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 like in the winter in New York City because we got a, a tip that he was there. And it was a surreal moment because that interaction, it, it's one of the most viewed video that I ever did. It's on my YouTube channel, We Are Changed. If you haven't seen it yet, check it out. But uh, Lord Jacob Rothschild definitely left off with a very creepy, weird vibe. And that interaction uh, was one of the highlights of my careers uh, out of many highlights. But but him, he's one of the you know biggest players out there. That conversation, check it out. Sean P says, journalists might be illegal if Republicans win. Don't threaten us with a better time. Polls show the public don't like journalists. He said something about like historical writers or writing or something like that. This guy goes on MSNBC and he was like, they may, they may take your kids and kill them. Or he said, he said something like that. It's like, are you kidding? Are you kidding, man? These people are Dude, out of their minds. I follow the gaming, uh, the gaming crowd. I watch a lot of gamers online. And one of the metaphors that's now going around the gaming community is saying that something is illegal if it's too good or too, like, shouldn't be happening. You're mm -hmm. like, oh, there's no way he got me out of the bush. That's illegal. Weird metaphor to start moving around in people's minds. Mm -hmm. Perhaps. An American grizzly bear says, hi, I'm, I'm a Latino living in Texas. Just received Democrat flyers in my mail. January 6th, an abortion. They really are doubling down with this till the end. Never voted Democrat and never will after this. Wow. Crazy. That's good to hear. All right. Jeff Greer says, Luke, we need a no amnesty t-shirt. Yeah, I like that idea, too. That's a good one. I just posted a no amnesty meme. Yeah. Grofty says, peck the buck button, buck, buck, buck. That's right. Buck, buck, smash the like button. Chickens are great. We're big fans of chickens. I think we're getting a new chicken, actually. Hmm. A naked neck silky. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're such goofy little looking things. They're great. We love them. Jonah Schmidt says, it's my birthday today. I would love if you'd shout out my original animated TV show, Who Killed Mr. Jones, on Kickstarter. I decided rather than complaining about the garbage Disney puts out, I'd make something. Very cool, man. Happy birthday, Jonah. There you go. Happy birthday, man. Let's see. Uh, so illegal. You were saying illegal. Is that supposed to be like, you're saying it's so good, they're going to ban it. Well, the metaphor, the way they use it is like, oh, they got me, man. That's, oh, that's, 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 that's bad. That's like, uh, oh, that's dirty. Good. It shouldn't be allowed. Yeah, that's, uh, oh, they, they shouldn't have done that. That's because the left ruins everything is their assumption, right? Or, or the, the powers that be. It's like they're seeding people to accept that we're going to start making mm. innocuous things illegal. It's mm. really troubling. I don't mm. like that metaphor. When something's legal, don't call it illegal. Mm. All right. Clint Torres says, howdy, Danielle. I'm a huge fan of your dad's and I've always appreciated the work you do as well. Amazing job on filling in for Dinesh on his show. Oh, well, howdy. Make sure to find little Dinesh, a.k.a. me, even though you're a fan of, you know, the original. Jacob Jones says, great red flood sounds better than red great flood. Just rolls out the tongue a bit better. Yep. Democrats need to start building their arc because they're going to need it after this to survive all of the Republicans coming out. Samuel Locker says, it's said like Locker, Tim, LOL. Just made it in time to early vote tonight before the polls closed. Felt so good to stick it to our Ukraine sellout house rep by voting for an independent candidate to take his place. Pray for our country. Hear, hear, man. Turret says we need rank choice voting. That's an interesting thing because Republicans mm. came out against it recently. What do you think about rank choice? Do you know you have any thoughts on it? I, I don't I don't know. I mean, I think the Democrats do weird things when we have 
these like weird rules. So for example, in Georgia, you can vote in a primary of the opposite party. So Republicans could vote in Democrat primaries, Democrats can vote in Republican primaries. So that's another reason we didn't get Purdue, for example, as the candidate running in Georgia, we got Kemp who was there last Oof. time, who obviously was right. part of how we got into this huge mess in Georgia. So I don't think that would have happened if Democrats weren't voting in that. So I do think it becomes a mess when we start like meddling with, yeah. you know, like you cast your vote, you vote for the person you want, like put your ballot in, that's it. I, I don't know. I just, I think that that could get a little questionable because then Democrats will start putting our really good candidates low and then put like worse candidates higher because they want ours to be overall lowest. So I don't know. I just think it might not be good. Thomas Sidebottom says, I have gone through my ballot and looked at people I'm voting for without looking at their party. Went back and looked at party after. Out of 17 races, only one Democrat made it into my list. Yep. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, Tim, hi. uh, Could you ask Mr. Big Mac why he's so stubborn to see the progress Trump has given us? Sure, he may not be who we want him to be. But to but a force, nevertheless, for good of the for the good of the nation. Definitely a force for good. D- debatable. I respectfully disagree. OK, well, I'm going to make a, 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 some arguments on the social side because I know many libertarians might be listening. But I do think that Trump has done so much for uh, religious freedom. He's done a lot for life. I think if it weren't for him, we wouldn't have had Roe v. Wade overturned. We wouldn't be in a situation where we have the Supreme Court that we do, which also ruled on, you know, gun rights, things like that, many other issues, not just those. He did um, bump stocks. He, yeah, he, he did the bump stock ban. That was absolutely unconstitutional and, 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 and even further said, than Barack Obama went. And he said, yeah. I like to take the guns first and then go to the courts later. Exactly. That right there is is a huge step against the Second Amendment that it was even further than Barack Obama would have done. But would you give up the court in order to take down Trump? Uh, because I, then... I don't play politics. I don't, I don't, I don't believe in either, either of these criminals, to be, to be honest with you. I don't, I don't like any of these politicians. So that's just my take. Well, I do play politics, I guess. But I do think the court's important because they're going to influence things for the next 50 years. And so having a conservative court like that's so huge, even beyond just Trump as a person or something that he said once. What do you think about term limits for justices? But that's still not talking about the Second Amendment. But yeah, anyway, Well, I was saying the court did good things with Second Amendment, like things are changing in New York now. The local state, the local, the local court. It it is good, but. Kavanaugh, uh, they yeah. they, it, they they could have issued a, a ruling that requiring permits violates Second Amendment. Instead, they're like, no, no, no. The government can require you seek permission from them in order to bear arms. And I'm just like, what? Are you kidding me, dude? Yeah. No. Well, I uh, wish they were clones of like Clarence Thomas and Alito, who so, literally vote right all the time. Yeah. I wish that too. My policy is, hey, we have our, our, our issues that we stand behind and we should always judge a person, not on his political party, but what they do. I, I'm willing to concede Trump totally. did, do, did do some good things. And I complimented him when he did, especially when it came to uh, making America first uh, domestically, economically. But foreign policy, fiscal policy, Second Amendment policy... Absolutely disappointing. Julian Assange disappointing. He did good things. He did bad things. We should treat individuals individually and hold their feet to the fire when they do bad. I think his foreign policy was great, though, because it was all about peace. And I think the left has become obsessed with warmongering and the fact that Trump actually wanted to negotiate and make the world more peaceful. He said, you know, peace is the prize. So I think that was good. The people, look at, look the at the people in Yemen voting for funding Ukraine. The people war. in Yemen would disagree. Hmm. Yep. Far from perfect, but better than Democrats. All right. 
Drew says, Tim, watched your segment about Bill Maher and the violent right wing rhetoric. And I agree with you. Have you or would you consider inviting Bill on the show to discuss topics like this and many others? Absolutely. Bill Maher is always invited to come on the show. I grew up watching Bill Maher. I was, uh, I was a big fan for a real long time. He's still pretty all right. I would say I'm still a fan in a certain respect when he calls out the whiny millennial and, and Gen Z woke lunatics. But there's an issue where he's unwilling to actually do the research. So he has these conversations where he says something like they went to a drag story hour and like attacked it or something like, hey, Bill, how about instead of going on MSNBC and saying things that are wrong, you actually just I don't know, Google it. And then what would you see? People protested drag queen story hour for underage children. And they didn't attack it, but protests got rowdy because people are fighting all the time. So, you know, he wants to talk about how the civil war coming, but then he blames the right. It's like, dude, I've been covering this stuff for long enough. I can tell you that the right never goes outside. You, it, it, was, it was rare. All of a sudden, you started seeing Proud Boys show up. And I was like, wow, look at this. They're marching and chanting. That's, that's new. So, uh, no, dude. There, were, there, there used to be a hate, hate crime tracker of all the Trump supporters who were attacked. And there was like a thousand plus in incidents, like a guy sitting at a El Pollo Loco and two guys just grab his hat and throw a drink in his face. Like that stuff kept happening. There were the people who went to Cheesecake Factory and got kicked out because they were wearing MAGA hats. Like, dude, Antifa, BLM, they rioted and they caused, they caused billions of dollars worth of damage, tore down the barricades of the White House, forced the president in a bunker, set fire to St. John's Church. Bro, Bill, come on. But sure, you come on the show. Have you heard of Attentive, the company? They're like the biggest company in the country on sending texts for businesses. They just dropped me and my dad for being conservative. They were like, we're not going to host you guys anymore. We're not going to send texts, even though it's like a business thing. What? You know? Yeah. Because we have like these merch stores and they were like, we're done with you. So can, just want to make sure everybody knows that Attentive sucks. Um, I don't know if I can sue them, but I do think that I can let everybody know to not use them. Yeah. If you're a conservative business, just don't bother. Maybe try Postscript or something else. But basically, they will have you, you know, they'll collect data. They'll collect people's phone numbers and say, hey, we're going to text them. And so they did that. They've been collecting numbers. And anyways, we're going to take the data. We have the numbers, but do not use Attentive. What's, what's the company's name? Attentive. Attentive. Yes. Got it. Just want to make that known. All right. Let's grab some super chats. Let's see what we got. Where are we at? Trash Panda says, Ian, the problem is people like Chenk and the hens on The View are like Cersei Lannister. They don't respect people like us. We are fleas to them. Roaches oh. is what she said. Roaches. Yeah, don't worry. Don't think too much in terms of us and them. And, you know, they people react. These kind of people that are like they're emotionally reactive. So as long as you're kind of an emotionally stable state, you can get through it. Yeah. Also, Ian, I think something that's good that we can do is if we can win over independence, because I feel like you want to reach out to the other side. And that's great. I think we could win over so many people, like focusing on those eight things you agree on with someone instead of the one thing that you disagree on. So I do think so many people will be voting red. I also think it's outside the U.S. If you can rally support of citizens across the world, that's a big part of it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, so many people who have family in India, all of my dad's family lives there, and they follow American politics very closely. They're like, this is awesome. We love Marjorie Taylor Greene. Like, they're conservative, but they literally live in another country where their politics are totally corrupt. And hopefully ours don't become as bad as other countries, even though it's looking bad. But they, they definitely follow, like, YouTube and all that stuff. The rebellious grizzly bear says the violence has, has been going on for a long time. No one mentions the 2017 congressional baseball shooting that almost killed Rep Scalise. 
the shooter was a Bernie supporter. He was oh, a Bernie yeah. volunteer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Scalise still has uh, issues walking because of the uh, attempted assassination. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, we talk about it. Grizzly Nightmare says, Luke, the internet helped to get us here. I agree. I think it's, a, it's something that could help us, but also has hindered us because it has been in the control of very few people that have made sure that it only works in their benefit and not everyone else's. It used to be decentralized, but now with a centralized internet, it's a dangerous internet. Yeah, honestly, I think it was always it was always it was ARPA. It was like government, military technology. Of course, in, like in the, the beginning, 70s absolutely. And 60s. But but in the beginning, we were still able to talk freely. There were still elements of free speech. We don't have that anymore. Mm-hmm. We have we have algorithms. We have curation instead of message boards, instead of forums, instead of real conversations. We have curation. Yeah, like everything after Usenet. Daniel C. Kronk Senior says, "I believe that Tulsi threw Biden her endorsement in the hopes of getting the VP nod." I also think that the 25th is too easy and out for Biden. Impeach. VP? I don't know about that. I mean, maybe, but I don't know. I think she was just trying to stay influential in the Democratic Party. When she came out and said she's not doing it, there were a bunch of people who were like, oh, I'm really disappointed, you know, because there, there are people who are still Democrats, but they're more moderate. And so when she says she's leaving, they're like, oh, that's terrible. You know, they didn't like it. What do we have? Donnie Grant says Scottish guy Alan Young was in court today for two separate offenses. One as a man, one as a woman. Hilarious. Search for Alan Morgan's Scottish son hurled pizza. Really? He went to court two different. For, that's that's weird. I wouldn't be surprised, man. I wouldn't be surprised. Roger Page says, Tim, they see you as a conservative because they view themselves as a centrist moderate. To them, everything to the right is a diehard conservative. You are correct. Mm-hmm. I had a guy who's an outright socialist tell me he's a centrist. And I was like, dude, you're a socialist. Like, that's left of the, on the economic scale and the cultural scale. This country is not socialist. And he's like, no, dude, I'm moderate. Bernie Sanders is, is you know, slightly left of me. And then I'm like, dude, you're, you're an outright. <laughs> Bernie's a socialist, too. Or when they say, like, oh, yeah, I'm an independent. But every year I voted for Democrats. Oh. I'm like, oh, why right. are you independent? They're like, I think for myself. I'm like, right. oh, right. right. Okay. Blade King says, make CNN a Japanese game show. <laughs> okay. How much, do, how much money do we need wall. to buy uh, you, CNN? Have, have you seen that game Hole in the Wall, that game show? Where like, it, oh, yeah, the wall yeah. is moving towards them and yeah, they have to like... It's got body shape. Yeah, shapes of a body. So you got to like make your body the right shape. And if it's not exactly the right shape, the wall knocks you off right. the ledge. It, fantastic only, show. Only with CNN Don Lemon casters. reports the news while doing that. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Dude, I would totally watch that. <laughs> I would watch it. Yeah. But opt in only. Don't put... Yo, they're not no, trained like monkeys. You know, American you Gladiators. Remember that? Absolutely. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It's like fun. Don Lemon and Jake Tapper and they're on that narrow beam with those big Q-tip things and they're like... Or you get to throw baseballs at them. I want to see that part. <laughs> well, they have know, to run around and you have to beam them with the baseballs. I want to see them enjoying the process. Yeah, it's got to yeah. be fun. Everyone not, has fun. Baseballs all, all the, are a little hefty, you know? No, 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 no. Not baseballs. Sorry. Tennis balls. Because they had a, a segment on oh. that show right, right, where right. people had to run through obstacles and they had tennis balls <laughs> yeah, being thrown the at two, them. That big, that's like, what I'm tennis saying. Tennis ball cannon. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's American what I'm saying. Gladiators yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Everyone had fun on and that. And then they got to throw tennis balls back at the guy who's up on the tennis ball cannon to hit the target. Yeah. Could you imagine, like, Don Lemon's under contract? So they're like, the only way we're going to keep you on, we can't fire him. We want him to quit. The audience will each have a fire hose that they can use as they see fit. I really do like the idea of having a clicker, like a buzzer. And if, like, more than 35% of the audience hits it, you get slimed or something or pied or dunked or, you know, because then it's like, don't, don't bring up Trump. 
Oh, and it should be like half Trump supporters. No, Ooh. they would just be bashing the button the whole time. They would be like, ah. I do think there should be a limit. Like, how many times in an episode can they say how much they hate Trump? Like, max, <laughs> like, maybe 10. I think that's a lot. But yeah. literally, I don't know if they'd be able to make it through. Because that's, the word that's Trump all they want to talk about. If I, if I was the boss, I'd be like, here's how it works. You can say the word Trump. If you say it twice, the temperature in the room goes up one degree. <laughs> if you say it a third time, it goes up two degrees. If you say it a fourth time, it'll go up three degrees and so on and so forth. You know what Whoopi Goldberg I, I, does? Like she calls him you-know-who. Like Voldemort. <laughs> oh, like so you're nice. a Harry Potter. Voldemort. She's such a child. She actually won't like say Trump. She'll just say you-know-who. I want to see shock callers. And every time they say Trump, <laughs> they get tasered. I would love to see that. Please don't, make it happen. Don't say Trump. T-R-U-M-P. <laughs> we know that one too. Don't but try it. Don't Trump try it. Trump has free rent in their brain. Yep. Yeah, He literally. never leaves them. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's grab some super chats. Michelle Wiggins says, "Hey Tim, although I agree with you at the core, without people who share Ian's thoughts and ways of attempting communication with others, I fear society has no hope." Yeah, I think we need to ostracize cult leaders. So, mm-hmm. like, there's 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 a question about if you want to welcome on people like the Young Turks who willfully lie about our views for the sake of making money, and they do, and they do it often. Why, why do, is, is it, I think it's naive of us to be like, why don't we, why don't we have you come on the show and we can talk? Why? So they can just make up fake stories. There's, there's a few people I will never invite ever again, because when I reached out in good faith, they took the story and then lied and then made it seem like I was grifting or something. And that's their narrative. And then they go on their show and go, here's what happened with Tim Pool. Oh man, it was a big scam. And then I'm like, you know what, man? I published the DMs. I'm like, what was the point of even trying to invite these people if they were going to use the opportunity to just make up a fake story to to smear me again? Mm. So I just ignore them. I would also say to that person, have hope because look how many people are waking up who now have realized that they cannot keep voting for the things they used to vote for. They've changed their minds on things. So I do think we are actually reaching a lot of new people. Like we have more Hispanics than ever voting for Republicans, mm-hmm. more Asians than ever voting for Republicans. Trump had um, a lot of, um, you know, blacks voting for him. We have a lot of women. I just, I do think we're reaching a lot of new people. I just think that the the crazy people who who want to kill us aren't the people who are going to convince first. But I do think a lot of like normal people who actually, actually are interested in making their lives better, we can totally convince them. Disc and Balls Golf Channel says, Ian, have you considered disc golf as a way to get outside and get exercise? I think there are probably six plus courses within 20 minutes of the castle. Tim, would you like to have the largest disc golf channel on Odyssey and Rumble in your network? You'd beat Daily Wire and actual sports shows. I mean, maybe eventually. I don't know about right now, but disc golf is really awesome. And I'm pretty sure... Not that far away. There's like, you can see the disc golf things. Just like they set them up. Like you go in the park. Super cool. I bought a bunch of uh, uh, novelty flying discs so that we could, you know, throw them. Oh, that's what those are. In the in the living room? They I were like, are they? By that Super Mario Brothers chess set? Yeah, I think so. Novelty Someone commented flying discs. about, they were like, hey, they got disc golf. Yeah, I think that's yeah. where all this disc yeah, golf yeah, is yeah. coming from. What is it going to take, we, Ian? What can we do? What sport we, we, can we We have disc golf. Play? We do have a disc golf thing, whatever it's called. We just never uh, set volleyball. it up. Let's play volleyball. Volleyball? Oh, really? Yeah, if you guys okay. want to set up a volleyball net, I'm 100%. Dude, Let's do it. Or, Ask Kellen, or badminton, okay. yeah. but I really like volleyball. It's just a badminton. net. It's just a net, and we have a, we have the backyard here. Dude, I yeah. love volleyball. Let's do it. Do you really? What, what if yeah. what if we, like, in the middle of the night, just, you know, put a black bag over Ian's head and dragged him off to basic training? <laughs> <laughs> Three months, just <laughs> hard job. A drill sergeant Bro, you, screaming you, in his you, face. You're too old to draft. 
No, but no, you, know, you can't draft me against my you'd will. You'd come back super ripped just in three months. You know, uh, you want you want people to want to be ripped. We want you to be healthy so you could stick around with us, Ian. Yeah, yeah, you're getting old. I am. Yeah, <laughs> but then I'll get young again. My DNA will repair itself. Oh. It's all about meditation, my man. <laughs> sure, breath breath Arians, just you know, eat air and sunlight. Fasting that'll do it. Bryce E says, I was debating with a leftist and said, stop simping for the bourgeoisie. They then flat out said, that's GOP propaganda. Never thought I'd see the day where you said, where saying that is GOP propaganda. I hope they were trolling. No, they believe it. I've never heard the GOP say, stop simping. I don't think that's GOP propaganda. But the idea that they're working for the elites or whatever, they'll argue they're in a cult, dude. That, that, mm-hmm. That's a, you're in a cult. Yeah. It's when you come out and you're like, we are the 99 percent and Walmart's slogan is something I think is important to everyone. It's like, OK, you're working for the corporations like Amazon and Walmart love BLM. You go out and march for that. Yo, that's like the ma- mainstream establishment corporate narrative. Good luck, I guess. Yeah, that was Whatever. the difference with Jen when she was on here when we were talking about Amazon and Jeff Bezos. She was like, yeah, I agree with you guys. And I'm like, well, finally, we see eye to eye. Which is great. Zorark Graft says, please get Kanye on your show. It'll go viral. Love you guys, but I'm going to watch the Lex pod with Kanye. Missed it. Great show tonight. Yes, if it was that easy, just to like, Kanye appears on the show. Uh, Kanye West would love to have you on the show. That'd be great. Uh, yay West. Y- yay West. Yay West. I yay think it's just West. yay at this point. Just yay? Yeah. Don't know. Yay, don't come know. on the show. We, that'd be, it would be awesome. Hmm. Um, I'm, and I said this before, I'm, I don't even care too much about the, the, the controversy. I'd be more interested in hearing about like building business. Yeah. You know, how do you go from making music to building this, this empire and making all this money and all that stuff? Yeah. I think there's a lot more to talk about. That's what he wants to talk about. I mean, I don't know. It's what I'd rather talk about. It's like, mm-hmm. I, we get it, man. We've heard the media doesn't like yeah. whatever. I don't care. And how did he survive Kim Kardashian? I don't know. I just Impressive. think yeah. I just think she would steal his phone and who knows what would happen. I think mm-hmm. she didn't like that fact that he was a free thinker. She's very image conscious. And I think she wanted him to be silent be someone she could control so that she could just be this like big Hollywood person, use him for connections, yeah. all that stuff. He's also know. he's also pledging a 30 day verbal fast and mm-hmm. uh, no alcohol yep. and no adult uh, entertainment fast. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. You can speak with your thoughts, by the way. Yeah. Jason Fleck says, I want to know if Ian would give them their COVID amnesty too. I fully advocate having compassion for people that were misled and even pushy in their having been misled. But I, I don't find it cool to push people when you know that something's amiss or when you're not sh- like, like the people at the top, forgive them for being cruel, but don't forget what happened and do not let something like this happen again. I don't know. Forgiveness is like, it's an honest mistake, but if you're an authoritarian, there's no mistake. Yeah. So if you're like, you must do this or else, I don't care. And you're like, hey, but look, your data's wrong and say, I don't care. I'm an authoritarian. So you're going to do as you're told. There's no forgiveness for that. Like I, I have, I don't know Hitler. I never knew Hitler personally, but I could find really? it in myself too. Yeah, I didn't know him exactly <laughs> personally. Oh. I could find it in myself to forgive the man for being what he was as he was a part of a system. Uh, a cruel, horrible that, system. World War One. it never yeah, ended for him. him. Yeah. And but never again will that happen. And if I was in I, charge of the military and I saw a foreign leader start to invade foreign countries, dude, I'd bring the hammer down. I don't know how you say you could forgive I someone I feel like, like that. you're getting a little too open-minded. Well, he was like 
after World War One, Germany was shredded by the by the liberal well, it was before the liberal economic order, but they split off pieces of Germany and turned it into other countries, and then those countries' governments were abusing and murdering the German population in the new land. So it was like. Yeah, he was twisted There's, by the being in the trenches and getting artillery falling all around him for months. Yeah, I get it, but you know, I'm I oppose the death penalty, but I do have exceptions. You know, like mm-hmm. there there are limits to even my decency. I don't like I don't like um, death penalty because I don't trust the U.S. government to adequately like uh, prove why they should take someone's life. I just don't trust them. And people are like, Tim, what if someone like abused kids? And I'm like, Yeah, yeah no, no, I get it. But if like Kamala Harris is going to walk up to me and say, trust me, you know, Ian did this thing. I'm like, no, no, I don't trust you. And you're not going to get me to pull the lever on somebody else's life. It ain't going to happen. Yeah. Forgiving someone doesn't but mean I'm going to trust them. Blindly. There are certain people like Hitler, for instance, where I'd be like, yes, like there's the chair, you know, just firing squad, whatever. There are there are evil, evil people in this world. Mm-hmm. And that's the reality is we fought a war literally knowing that. Lots of people would die because what he was doing was so incredibly wrong. And the scary thing is we didn't learn about the Holocaust until afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mao Zedong and Stalin could get it too. Yeah, true. And even going back to COVID, I think Kamala Harris, I mean, she was basically saying she wouldn't take the vaccine if it was Trump's vaccine. So this was like oh, so totally funny. political yep. politics, like before they knew a thing, right? So of course, normal people, they didn't know. They're just like, oh my gosh, like we have a crazy shutdown, I'm gonna take this. But I do think the people at the top, Kamala Harris, Biden, Fauci, like they knew exactly what was happening. And when she decided to flip-flop on those things, that was all political. Yeah, I don't like the lies. Fauci's working with EcoHealth Alliance to fund research out of the Wuhan lab and just acted like he wasn't. And I don't know the quotes, Luke, if you even remember, like, did he specifically say, I'm not, we were not, I was not funding gain of uh, function research, but I was funding a company that was doing gain of function research. And you're like, well, the lies, I don't like the, I can't, I won't, I won't forgive lying. I don't, but I don't hate him. I mean, he's part of a system. It's just, the system's disgusting. I don't know. You got to hold people responsible. But my friends, if you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, and share the show with your friends. Become a member over at TimCast.com. We're going to have a members-only show coming up for you at about 11. You can follow the show at TimCast IRL. You can follow me at TimCast. And there's one super chat here from Raymond G. Stanley Jr. He says, guys, what you think? Tim Records versus Tom McDonald. I got a couple things to say. Head over to LosingMyMind.com. Pre-save the new song, Genocide, parentheses, Losing My Mind, by Tim Cast. It's going up tomorrow, I think, at about 9 a.m. The music video, you're going to love it. It is very political. It's extremely political. It's loaded with gags and, and mockery for the machine and the establishment. It's a direct critique of the institutions and the media. And uh, we, we it, it is not Tim Cast Records. We had no idea what we were doing when we put out the first song. Um, so it's just Tim cast. That's just like basically my stage name, uh, essentially, but the record label is now being called trash house records because I was talking to Kent and I was like, he, he, he did the video production and I was like, we need to come up with a name, like a good name for something like, like trash house or something like, Oh, I like that. And I was like, okay, whatever. And then everyone was like, Oh yeah, yeah. Trash house. That sounds, that sounds good. And I'm like, Oh, okay. I guess and I just like literally the first thing I top of my head, but that's what we decided to go with to make it distinct from me because people were pointing out correctly like tim cast is the music but also the record label and i was like well i don't know man i didn't we don't know what we're doing but since we released only ever wanted and it hit the, the billboard charts and did so well hit number two in sales um we actually got interest from big industry uh, guys who were like yo like we're gonna work with you and we're gonna make this stuff pop and we're gonna do it better so now we've got more professional industry assistance with promotion release tracking distribution all that good stuff and uh, they're helping us get it all set up so 
tomorrow at 9 a.m. The song's coming up. Really excited for it. So again, losingmymind.com. Do you want to shout anything out, Danielle? Oh, uh, shout anything out. Um, go to my website. It's Americana. So American and then A by Danielle.com. And that's where you can get like my merch, like my mean tweets, cheap gas tumbler, other things like that. You can also get my books or everything like that signed and also find me on social media on True Social, Getter, Parlor, all the places. But, you know, I'm still on all of the the corporate ones, too. What's, but your, I won't what's your handle? Them. Oh, I'm, I'm at Danielle D'Souza Gill on all the platforms. Except Twitter, I'm Danielle D'Souza G because Max characters. So, Well, thank you so much for coming on. That was a great conversation. My YouTube channel is youtube.com forward slash we are change. I did a very interesting video today about all the news happening in Iran, Russia, Putin joking about, you know, a nuclear war. Lots of crazy stuff is happening all over the world. I covered it. YouTube.com forward slash we are change. The video is up right now. See you there. And I would love to talk about God on the after show. We often talk about crazy, like, hurtful things. I want to kind of understand consciousness a little bit, if you guys are into that. Uh, I don't want to put you on the spot or anything. that would be fun. That'd be fun. Follow me at iancrosslin.net, and you you can follow me anywhere on social media at iancrosslin. Love you. Catch you later. And I'm Serge.com. See you guys in the comments. Losingmymind.com. Click that pre-save button because I got my marketing guys. They sent me a, a screenshot of all the people who did so far, and I'm like, we can do better. Come on, guys. Support the song if you really want to help us out. We're, um, you'll, you know what? When you, see the, when you see the music video, I think then you're going to be like, okay, that's totally worth it. So check it out, and we'll see you all over at TimCast.com. Thanks for hanging out. Cheers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.